All right, there we go. We're up and up and running. Sweet. All right, Jason, you know, welcome back. Like as we talked about, this is kind of like the first like all out um, you know live show that I've done and stuff. So um, we're gonna crack these beers to that. So yeah. you know, cheers from the Guinness side. Yeah, that's where we're in. Then. Yeah, <laughs> cheers. Mm-hmm. What's new, man? What's happening? What's going on? Um, not a whole lot, man. Uh, just kind of we're having a bit of a snowstorm here in, in good old northern LA. Um, so yeah, so be shoveling snow here again. Um, but um, yeah, uh, I guess like quite a bit going on. Um, kind of over the Thanksgiving long weekend there. So Canada Thanksgiving. Uh, mid-October I ended up going on a trip with my dad to Portland Um, it was definitely it was a trip we'd never done something like this before just the two of us he had always talked about doing it um, you know as we were younger and kind of making it be like a guy's weekend you know and I guess it would be almost yeah your stereotypical guy's weekend right where it's you're gonna go you're gonna just watch a whole bunch of sports uh you know any kind of sporting event depending upon the city that you're in and who's playing but um watching that and just um you know hanging out and stuff right so um yeah over the last while and just with my life and stuff um you know we're you know my dad's getting older like you know we're all getting older so I just thought I'm like you know, why not take this opportunity to just even ask him and see what he thought. And um, so, yeah, so I called him up and uh, what had happened was that I'd had this trip kind of planned with my ex there. And then when things, you know, fell through with us, uh, I just still, you know, I still had money in this travel bank on, on my credit card there. So I called up my dad and just said, um, you know, hey, do you want to do a guy's trip? And you know, I'll, I'll cover the flight and all that kind of stuff. So he was, it was just funny because him, like me asking him that it was just kind of like, I think it caught him off guard for sure. Cause right away he started to think, you know, he started to kind of be like, well, man, like, I don't know. Right. Like, uh, it's Thanksgiving and my parents spend a lot of time out in Kimberly, BC cause they have a condo out there and stuff. And, um, so he kind of, you know, just, sort of thought that he might be busy and he just said you know I'll I'll get back to you and he was like with my mom at the time and so he obviously got off the phone and then probably talked to my mom and you know said you know hey like Jason asked me to kind of go do a trip with him on Thanksgiving weekend and she was probably like well yeah why don't you tell him to go right like you know it's not a big deal if you miss one Thanksgiving like with the family or whatever right so Um, so yeah, so from there, well, like I say, he probably called me back within an hour and just, uh, yeah, said, okay, well, let's do it. So then from there we started to like look into places. So again, with, with Aurora, we were planning on going to Portland. Um, so we kind of just started looking at different places. And of course my dad's looking to see like which football teams play in which town, you know, like which, you know, hockey team, right? Like. He had, well, we had actually like Minnesota kind of narrowed down to that because there was literally, there was a football game, there was a hockey game, there was a basketball game. And I think there was even a baseball game because there were playoffs going on. Um, so, uh, you know, that's where then I kind of was like, okay, like, you know, I, I want this trip to be fun for my dad, but I also want it to be kind of fun for myself too. 
Um, and I also want it to be a time where we can actually maybe get into some, you know, tough conversations and, you know, talk about life and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't want it to be just a whole bunch of, you know, distraction and being around like thousands of people. Right. So, so that's where I just looked and, you know, Portland was still a good deal to fly out there. So I said, well, Hey, let's go. Cause I mean, I love beer and, you know, I like food and all that kind of stuff too. So um, Portland's obviously like a mecca for craft breweries and uh, you know, a lot of them make really good food too. So um, yeah. And then I, I knew like the Oregon ducks, like they got a football team, right. The university there. And um, I never been to a university football game. So it was like, well, let's uh, you know, let's do Portland. So my dad was like, okay, let's, let's do it then. Right. So yeah. Well, so like you up. said, you know, it's nice to be able to go to like, you know, like some like sporting events, you know, some games, you know, like we all love to be able to do that kind of yeah. stuff. But like, you know, I know you've mentioned in the past, you know, it's just, you know, kind of like a semi strained relationship with your dad. And, you know, if you're going to yeah. go, you want to be able to find like some like value in that, that conversation and stuff too. Not just, you know, kind of sitting beside each other in a stadium, like, you know, it's easy for anybody to get along, you know, like in an environment yeah. like that, but, you know, to be able to kind of, you know, understand, you know, each other now that, you know, like we're, supposed to be like you know men we're in our 30s now and you know yeah. like reconnecting like with our with our fathers and stuff like that is you know this is going to be that point where we're going to forge relationships not only now but you know kind of for the rest of our lives and stuff too right yeah no 100 percent. and um and you know like just even i guess from a cost perspective right like i mean you know it's to, to go to all those kind of events like i mean that's that's a lot of money right so you know where again i would rather you know, spend that money on like a, a really good dinner, you know, some good drinks some good beer whatever. And, and yeah, and like have that moment as opposed to just being amongst like crowds of people. So, um, yeah, so basically we flew out, uh, I think it was October 8th or whatever it was. And, um, yeah, we were there till the 12th. So yeah, it was good. I mean, um, we <laughs> after the first day, like, so we got out there on a Wednesday uh, kind of mid afternoon and right away I kind of already had like a bit of a list going to the craft breweries that I wanted to hit up and stuff once we got there and uh, yeah it was just kind of like fun for my dad to kind of get a little bit of a taste of kind of how I would travel and do things like that especially because you know I was over in Europe there back in the summer and just you know taking subways and doing a lot of walking too right like that's how I you know moved around so um for him it was definitely a different way because he's you know my parents lately they'll do a like a big trip once a year so they're doing all these really big over-the-top trips it's through this like scenic tours and it's all you know luxury first class right so everything's you know like on an itinerary right and it's you got transportation you got all all those means are covered. So uh, I mean, you think of like, you know, in a situation like that, like how much you miss out on, you know, like I look at some of the best adventures that I've been on and just yeah. been like these unscripted candid moments where like, you know, like you don't know what taxi to take, you take the wrong bus or you end up in the wrong city or, you know, you have to like, you know, talk to locals and stuff and yeah. you know, kind of get to know them. Cause when I went to London, is that same way like I took the the tube and I'm like I have no idea like I'm I'm in London yeah. by myself never yeah. been in London before I have no idea what's going on and then you yeah. know like the only saving grace of it all was I just happened to be in a country where like English is like the first language like either now I've been completely lost 
And I yep. just talked to this guy and I was like, I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, I know this is probably going to be like the easiest question, but I'm like, I don't know how to get from the yellow to the green. And he's like, Oh, he's like, I'm going on like, I think it's like the Piccadilly line or something like that. He's yeah. like, he's like, I'll, he's like, just come with me and I'll come with yeah. you. We end up talking for probably half an hour after that, you know, but like you miss out on so much like quality moments like that when everything's yeah. like scripted, you know, like we got this shuttle going here and you were staying at this resort and all that kind of stuff. Like, I want to go sleep on the ground next to like some like locals and some like country, like just get to know people. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and that's like, you know, I, it's, I guess it's good for my dad. It's like, you know, you can travel in that kind of luxury and that comfortability. Right. Um, but there is something to be said about, yeah, traveling and finding yourself in like an uncomfortable or awkward situation. Right. Like, yeah, I, I obviously, at times in Europe, like I just going on the train in the wrong direction, right? Like, you know, or things like that, just stupid, stupid little things. And then, and then you're kind of like, okay. And then you're like, shit, not going to do that again. Right. Or at least try not to until it does happen again or whatever. Right. But that's like, again, that, that's kind of the fun of traveling. And I find we, you know, it's, it's easy to get pissed off at, you know, maybe someone that you're traveling with, if they kind of taken you on the wrong turn or done that right but at the end of the day it's like you know we all make mistakes and it's all good right you figure it out so um but yeah so it was it was different for him but like you know we took the trains out there and they were like you know dirt cheap so then my dad's just realizing like oh yeah this is actually like the cat's ass right like it just takes us straight from the airport into downtown right and it's two dollars and fifty cents like you know, it's like nothing, right? And like, that's the thing, like trains, it's still, it's still cheaper than Uber, right? It's still, you know, but I think people, you know, they hear stories or who knows what, right? Or they just don't want to be on those things. So, but it's, it's super cheap and they're easy. They're easy to kind of get around too. So, um, but yeah, once, once we were there, uh, you know, we stayed in like a Marriott, my dad covered that part, but you know, speaking of sleeping in some funny places, like I had to get us a hotel room for when we were in Eugene, Oregon for the football game. And so of course there's a, there's a game going on. So all the hotels are pretty booked up solid. And I found like this Econo Lodge, right? <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, it was awesome. I was, I was sending pictures to a buddy of mine, uh, Cause I'm just like, yeah, this is hilarious. Cause my dad's just thinking like, what the hell kind of room is this? Right. And, uh, you know, it was obviously like a smoking room too, cause you smell the smoke. And it's one of those rooms where, you know, there's definitely somebody smoking like crack or meth in there. Right. Cause you got like the, the burn marks on the, on the like bathroom vanity and stuff on the corners there and around the sink bowl. And then like, uh, my, my, like my duvet cover, man, it had like burn holes in it. And then it also had just like a crazy, just gnarly stitch job, like all across it. Right. Probably about a good 12 inches long. And so it's like, yeah, there was some weird shit going down in this room at some time. Right. But just as long as you don't bring a, a black light and, you know, like shine yeah. it in there. So yeah. that's the last thing you want yeah. to see if there's, there's burn holes in it and stitching and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know what else is in that room <laughs> my, my dad though, like you said, he's actually, that was probably like the, best sleep that he had though <laughs> he yeah. was he was out man like I mean of course because it was a pretty long day because we went to the football game and that was um you know there's like 60,000 people there right so that's that was crazy and it was I mean it wasn't a close football game unfortunately but um yeah it was just kind of cool and something to see right and that stadium is pretty neat uh, it's just out in like say Eugene Oregon and it's about a two-hour drive um 
south of Portland. And so we got to, you know, just kind of see a little bit of the highway and all that kind of stuff. And just kind of, it's, it's beautiful. So, I mean, that's obviously, you're not on the coast, but it's for inland there too. It was just, it was beautiful, man. Like just trees and kind of hills as you're coming out of the mountains and stuff. And then like, um, you know, vineyards, like hazelnut farms, just like all this kind of lush kind of green. Yeah, it was, and, and the weather, we, we totally locked out. Like it was, um, you know, between like 15, 20 degrees and it was always sunny too. Right. So it wasn't cloudy or raining or anything. So yeah, we totally locked out with that. But, um, yeah, like the first. Yeah, that's the cool part. That's like what it's like driving around in the Pacific Northwest. Because like as you're explaining that all, that's just like what it's like driving around in BC, where we have you know like hazelnut farms, and you know like there's there's everywhere. You know like you're always driving like in the mountains. You know like it's just it's so scenic. Like no matter where you go, it's just it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. And you know probably the best part too about it being a couple hour drive away. At least it give it gave you and your dad an opportunity to be able to talk and kind of get in some of that that forced conversation, you know, where it kind of gets mm -hmm. back, you only know, can talk about so many different kind of beers before you got to really get into that conversation. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I like to say like the first, the first day it was, uh, yeah. So we went to, we went to three breweries. Um, and like, so they, and they had really good beer. And of course the one place, well, the first place we went to is called Vaughn Ebert and they had happy hour. And then on their menu, of course it was awesome. They had smoked, uh, smoked bone marrow. And it was oh, so sweet. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a, and it was a huge bone too. Like I was like, just really impressed with that. And, uh, so I ordered that, um, and we had a couple other little appies and stuff. And then, yeah, we just started to get into talking. Um, it was, yeah, I don't know, probably by the time we hit the third brewery, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and, and we had put in some miles walking too. Um, yeah, like our conversation just started getting into, you know, some, some different kind of views and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, my dad trying to, you know, trying to, I guess, understand where I'm coming from in terms of my life, like what I'm doing, where I'm going, or at least trying to like figure out, um, you know, and, and then he kind of sees like, you know, where my relationship kind of you know, where it went south. And then he's just trying to, you know, say like, Oh, well, you know, you should just, you know, be able to call, call up Aurora and just, you know, like make it, make it happen. Right. And it's like, yeah, no, like, I mean, it's going to take, it's going to take some time and it's going to take some work, man. Like, you know, I, I, I know that like, you know, nobody changes right. in in like a matter of a couple months or things like that. And, and, you know, and, and like, I've kind of talked before where it's, I'm trying to take this time to really kind of focus in and, um, you know, change, change these things that I know whether kind of, again, whether, whether she's there in the end or not, it's just like, um, these things are only going to just benefit me. It's like, I'm, I'm learning so much more about myself and kind of, I guess like the biggest word, I would use to describe what I'm doing now is trying to set up boundaries. Um, and I think boundaries can be a hard thing for people to set out and lay out. And even, even in a relationship, like when Aurora and I were together, like there was, you know, I, I at times have like trouble putting out boundaries to say like, you know, um, I, I don't like it if, if this is what's going on or if you're doing this or I need, I need time 
for myself to do this and I need my space or I need that. Right. And feel okay to say that stuff. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm always, I think I have a big part of my mom, uh, in, in me where it's like always wanting to, you know, do for the other person and please that person, um, instead of, you know, kind of taking care of yourself. So, so that's kind of been, yeah, the big thing that I've been working on and learning. And so, with my dad, cause like I said, him and I, like, you know, we, we don't have like a really tight connection. Right. And so this trip, uh, you know, when I started telling some friends that I was doing this trip with my dad, like longtime friends who know my dad really well, they were kind of like, Holy shit, right. You're going with your dad and you're going to be with him for like four days. And it actually ended up being one extra day. Cause we kind of started having a snowstorm here in Lethbridge. So my dad was just kind of worried cause our flight was leaving at like, mid morning out of Calgary. So he's like, well, we'll go up and stay the night before so that in case the roads are really bad in the morning, like we just don't have to worry about that. So it ended up being like, yeah, <laughs> kind of even a little bit longer than I, it was just shy of a week. Right. And, um, yeah, when I told friends of mine, they were just like, man, like, uh, so how's this going to go? <laughs> right. And I just, you know, I, I said, I'm like, well, it could go, you know, really good or it could go really bad. And, but I think I started to be able to, you know, even when I came back, um, to say even if it went really bad, it's not that it did though. Cause I think even if it went really shitty, um, we at least have a better understanding of each other. So like, even if we didn't get along at all in our conversations, like, you know, we, I'd probably say for a good chunk of them, we didn't really see eye to eye on them, but at least we put it out there. Right. Like at least, yeah, you know, you're starting to see eye to eye too. Cause like, that's a big thing. Yeah. Like you can't begin to be able to see eye to eye until people have kind of like an understanding and you know, like, and I always kind of look at it too. It's like when, when, when I need somebody to be able to understand where I'm coming from, I first try to look at it is that, you know, like once I offer that information, I need to let it, let they need to have like a saturation point or like a marination point of saying like, now I under, I've taken this information that you've given me you know, and now like I need to process this and understand this and then we can actually have a conversation after the fact. So, you know, like you said, like it's always going to be a win with your dad, you know, in these kind of situations, because at least it gives him like that, that opportunity to start to try to understand where you come from because then he hears it from you and then hears a lot more of a perspective because, you know, I'm sure it's hard for him to be able to connect with some of the things that you want to do. And specifically because, you know, it's like all of our parents, they come from like a generation of just like, shut your mouth and deal with it or you know like tough out this is just the way it is and like we come from a generation of of options yeah you don't understand that right yeah no for sure man and i think because too like um you know just from a pure perspective right like you know where my dad could be like looking at my life and thinking like holy shit man like when i was your age you know i was you know he was probably about to have like his third child right and you know getting ready to like kind of make this huge decision about you know buying the company that he worked for for you know up until this point and stuff right like he was really like taking i don't know um taking on like the typical family role kind of thing right so whereas me it's like here's you know i'm 36 and you know like don't have a serious relationship, um, you know, have a very uh, bad relationship with my son, right? Like, and, and that kind of situation. So um, it's really like, 
the polar opposite of what he experienced when he was my age. Right. So, um, and then him, you know, keeping that through all until now too. Right. Like he's still very much like a family guy. Right. So it's, I think it's hard for him to kind of grasp, you know, the way I go about my life right now. But again, like I'm just trying to do my best at the end of the day. And, um, you know, if he's proud of me, that's awesome. If he's not, cause I think that was like a big thing that we talked about. Like I, I told him, I just said, you know, and this was actually on the drive home from Calgary, kind of at the end of our trip, um, where I just kind of said to him, I said, you know, like, I feel like I've, um, you know, like I've kind of given up the thought of that you would ever really be proud of me for anything I achieve in my life you know, whatever that is, just given the circumstances of, you know, again, the the relationship with my son, and the lack of it because of, again, all the issues with me and his mother and all that kind of stuff. Um, You know, that, that, that one thing is kind of what sort of clouds, I guess, like him and I really having like that connection as father and son. Um, You know, he, he took that comment kind of, I guess, harsh, but you know, and it's, and it's hard though, too, because so he'll say back to me, he'll be like, you know, I'd, I'll always be, you know, proud of you or, you know, it's crazy that you would even think that, right? But it's just like, well, I've been thinking that for so long, right? Like I've, I've been thinking that for so long. And so it's hard for him to just kind of say back to me that, you know, yeah, it's, it's not how you think, like, that's going to take me time to process that, right? Because, um, I, I just remember a lot of the time, like it was always, unless I was doing what my parents wanted me to do or w- what they felt like I should be doing, that that was the only way that I could, you know, get them to like, you know, love me or whatever. Right. So, you know, in my, in my family and me and my dad were having breakfast too. And we talked about this old saying in my family where it's basically like, um, you know, if your brother and your sister, or even if my dad, or, you know, if anybody wasn't hard on you, like kind of giving you life advice or like kind of, you know, telling you what you should be doing, then if, if they stop doing that, then I would, then like you would, you were supposed to feel kind of worried about it because if they weren't uh, getting involved in that, then it, it meant that they didn't love you. So that was kind of like a, you know, when I had to say that to my dad, that was the morning after the football game. I was like, man, I was like, that's, you know, I, I understand that saying, but I also think it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> you know, Like I also think that's pretty messed up. So it's like me to go and like, tell my brother, like, Hey man, like you're, you're so wrong with how you're living your life. You got so much shit. Like you're, you're, you're not doing it right. And this and that. And it's like, how is that? kind of you know making someone feel cared for like you know loved for I guess right so the way that I look at it is it should be the opposite it's like what what would happen if we actually just talked to each other like you know and said hey you know good on you for you know my brother owns a company right well that can't be easy you know he's probably got so much stress and if I was to say yeah like you know good on you man or whatever and like you know same thing with my sister it's like she's kind of you know been going to school longer than Van Wilder, but I guess whatever, <laughs> right? Like, you know, I, I, I like, you know, hopefully I can just at least still like enjoy her as my sister and conversation and stuff, right? 
So being, you know, like, and those are the things that I've always been really fortunate with, with my parents is that like, I think the, the gift that they offer me is the, the greatest gift of all is saying like, okay, well, I'm going to kind of highlight, you know, like where I feel like you're going wrong. Um, just so that like they have a, they feel like they have a voice in my life, which I respect because, you know, like I feel like I want to have that voice with, with my kids too. But like the biggest underlying tone of what they continually show, but they never say is like the unbridled amount of support, you know, and like, that's kind of like how, like I try to approach my life is to say, okay, like I'm going to, I always tell people like, I'm a series of mistakes to get here and I'll be a series of mistakes until I die. You know, but like the people who really truly love me and the people who want to be a part of my life, they're just like, okay, like I know you're going to make mistakes and I'm going to make mistakes too. But like the the greatest gift we can offer each other is just being there for each other during like, you know, what these hard times when we make these mistakes, because that's support and like, that's love. And like, that's the way we should. But like, it's funny how like, you know, like our parents or like, like our parents, parents, like our grandparents and stuff, they kind of had like this generation where it was, it's like, you know, like the you know, do as I say, you know, kind of model where it's like, you know, this is how it's gonna be done. If you're not doing this, you're not meeting this expectation. If you're not meeting this expectation, like you're out of the family, we're gonna kick you out of the house when you turn 18 and you're yeah. out on your own and doing yeah. all this kind of and like, how is that encouraging somebody to be able to succeed, you know? And like, and feeling the, the minute that you start to fail where it's just like, you know, you're out on your own now or like you you have to like pick up your own life and, and start it completely over and, and not have that safety net to be able to fall back on, you know, like physically and emotionally and mentally and, and everything, because that's going to allow you to be able to come out of that hole even faster. Like what you're saying about with your brother, where it's the, you know, it doesn't help you go in highlighting his stress, you know, yeah. but like what we know yeah. helps is saying, okay, well, I understand you're going through some stressful shit. You know, like what, can I do anything to be able to take some of that stress off your plate so that you can try to yeah. do a better job of figuring out, you know, the shit you're going through now. Or, you know, even on the flip side of that is, you know, like the value of him going through values, his good times later on in life that he's going to go through. Yeah. And I, and I think the struggle is with that is, um, you know, just thinking of this now is that to help someone, they also, I think the word that goes with that is they have to be honest. Like they have to, they have to be honest with not just themselves, but like how they're, you know, how they're communicating to you, right? So like whatever stress they're going through, um, because I find that's the hard thing with my family is that because there's almost like that embarrassment attached to it, asking for help. And then especially if it sounds like it's something, I don't know. Yeah. Like, again, like it's just something that's embarrassing to them or whatever. Right. Cause it's a mistake that they made. So it's hard to get the truth out. Right. And I, and I find that that was even like as we were growing up as kids, right? Like, you know, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but, you know, maybe you went and did something that you shouldn't do or, you know, you wanted to even, you know, ask your parents for money for something and they're like, for what? But you don't really want to like tell them and then you're just like, just like tiptoeing around it, right? And they're like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Right? Like, what's wrong with this kid? Like, you know, and then it just builds like they're, and then they try and like understand instead of you just being like, totally direct and honest and like this is how I messed up like I don't feel proud of myself obviously not but like yeah I need help right so um that's like you know again yeah with my brother I find that's that gap with him and I is that you know for some weird reason I I think he feels like he just he can't be honest with me and I sometimes think that that's because he's so 
he's actually so worried about like the way I'm living my life and like my sister and, you know, he's trying to, you know, distract himself from his stuff. Right. By like pointing the finger at everyone else. So then when that time comes, when he needs help, he kind of feels a little shitty. Right. Cause it's like, Hey dude, I've just been kind of going about my days and I, um, yeah, I maybe don't feel awesome all the time, but I feel pretty content. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty okay with myself. Like there are good and bad days. I think like anybody has them, but, um, yeah. With, and so with like, so let me ask you a question real quick. Cause this is actually something that I've been kicking around in my life. A lot of like, you know, like what, um, like what content actually, you know, means to me and like how I connect with yeah. it because, you know, like I recorded a video today, you know, at, at McLeod athletic park, you know, just cause it's kind of where I started my journey with, you know, like going out on my own with like, you know, like personal training was like 10 years ago. It was like, it's kind of like the epicenter of what started it all. Um, you know, I just looked at it, you know, because I showed up there with like this intent to record this video. I was going to sit on the, the turf and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, like, you know, it's a nice sunny day. It's a bluebird day outside. I'm like, I'm like all fired up. I get there. And then the fucking thing was under construction. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, but then I thought I'm like, it's funny because I come here to be able to record a video about like a point in my life when I'm going through kind of like a renovation of my life. Yeah. And then I get to this place that means so much to me and it's going through a renovation too. So yeah. I talked about that in this video. I'm just like, you know, there's all these signs that we can look at to kind of like represent contentment, like in our life and just saying like, you know, change is inevitable, you know, like, you know, we, we have to go through these changes and just like with your dad, you know, like, you're 36 now and trying to forge a relationship with your dad, you know, yeah. like that you should have had like your whole life. And I'm doing the same thing with my dad too, because, you know, I always knew my dad was there to support me, but it's not like we were super close, but if I ever needed somebody, he was always there, you know, but yeah. I always wanted something more from him, but I have that now since I'm starting to put so much time and effort in trying to build that, you know, yeah. but like I realized too, it's like, I can't force these things because I just have to be content with where I'm at in my life, no matter how my life looks to other people, that yep. I can still have great peace, although it may look like turmoil to other people. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a hard thing, I think. Um, and I don't know if this is where, you know, sometimes I like to think like, and this is what makes it hard to, for I think people when it comes to being true to yourself, being like totally, um, you know, true to who you are as a person, um, you know, how, no matter how you go about life, um, because I think that's what we all strive for. Right. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't think any of us ever feel perfect about ourselves. Right. Like we're, we're not perfect, but, um, it's the people that I think feel like they have their life figured out that then you get that backlash. Right. Like, cause if it doesn't line up with kind of how they live or go about their life or what they're doing um you you can get a lot a lot of you know you can get a lot of backlash with that right and at the end of the day where you're just like whoa shit i'm just being me and i'm pretty chill and content like i know with my family like this has been an ongoing thing where you know when i open up to them or i talk to them uh you know maybe about my situation or whatever what's going on in my life you know, sometimes it's not, you know, they'll, they'll be giving me advice back and it's kind of that same old and stuff. And then, 
eventually it gets to the point where then, you know, if I even start to talk or even throw out the odd swear, it's like, well, man, you're so angry, Jason. Like you're so angry. Right. And they, they kind of use that against me, but that that's like anybody, right? Like, you know, you eventually always reach your tipping point. Right. And, and you're going to like, I, I feel like we all need to have a backbone in life. Right. Like we all need to stick up for ourselves at times. Right. Cause you can't, you can't keep letting, you know, family or, you know, people kind of try and dictate, you know, cause that, I mean, shit, like, I don't know. I like my life could be a hell of a lot worse. Right. Like I could be on the streets addicted to drugs or whatever. Right. Like, you know, but, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm doing the best I can right now and I'm just trying to like make some big changes, but I'm learning that I have to make them in small steps first because it's actually funny because those big steps, I, I think in the long run, they're, it's the small steps that really are the hardest. It's like, you know, it's those little kind of things that you put in play that are actually the hardest because like you can have that big idea, but it's actually the little things. And, and that's, I think, where I go back to talking about boundaries, right? So, um, you know, for me, one of the things that I have to, yeah, like really kind of start to change in my life is how I am with my family, you know, whether it be the amount of time I communicate with them or spend time with them. Cause like we all live in Lethbridge, right? So we're all within a short distance of each other. Um, and that's the other thing that I find is weird too, right? Like, I mean, to me, then what does that mean? Right? Like what, what could bring us closer together? Like maybe I have to move somewhere else. Right. So that there is that distance. Cause yet it's like, we know we could, you know, see each other easily, like same day, no problem at any given time. But I mean, again, that doesn't, it's not changed anything, you know, in the way we communicate to each other or feel like I, you know, maybe there is some little change that I, that I, if I really think about it could maybe pick up on, but um, yeah, there's that side. Uh, there's my job. There's just like, again, there's, there's these kind of big ticket items that I need to just start chipping away at slowly. And, and it's hard though, cause you know, these are things where, you know, if I told my brother or my family, it's like, I, I just, I don't want to see you guys for like, you know, months or whatever. Like my sister went away to school, right. She's out in Halifax, but I mean, there's, you know, she needs to keep up with my parents and that's fine and that's cool. But, you know, for me, I'm like, yeah, like there, there would be, I think it would then kind of make you sort of appreciate them. You know, it would make you miss them. Like, shit, I remember one time years and years ago, man, I went to a hockey school out in Penticton. Uh, I can't remember how old I was. I mean, I was young and uh, um, it was like yeah, my parents like brought me. were like in junior high, wasn't it? No, not, not that one. I was in like, I was in elementary. Like oh, okay. it was, yeah. Yeah. And it was, um, yeah, it was, gosh, I can't, I wish I could remember what age I was, but, um, yeah, we, we went out to this hockey school. Right. And it was basically, you know, we were there, um, like boarding out there and stuff. And it was at the elementary school and they just had like these old raggedy bunks, you know, like just literally just like, angle iron you know kind of frame and uh just like i don't know just spring across it right with those you know those shit gym mats that you have in like elementary class it's like phones ripping out of them so those were our bunks and stuff and we were all it's actually funny because uh 
Wyatt's uh, on Instagram right now listening to this and, and he's on the island right now um, staying with probably the most amazing family on the planet uh, yeah. for his billet and stuff. So he's probably listening to this, just realizing how, uh, how he's living in the lap of luxury right now, getting rides to and from the rink and the ferry and home cooked meals and all this wicked <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Cause it's definitely not like those experiences for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, cause now like, I mean, again, thinking about how long ago that was, right. Like obviously times have changed, right. Like, I mean, um, but yeah, so these, these bunks, man, like they were gnarly and I was on the top bunk and I, I fell off of the one, right. Like, cause there's no railings on the sides or anything. And I, literally fell off of it in my sleep right and I didn't wake up till I hit the floor <laughs> and um but we were out there for two weeks and and I I got homesick man. like I, I'm not gonna lie I I actually got homesick I was like I, I I missed like my mom obviously I missed like my dad like it was it it hit me hard and you know and because I was uh you know I, I wasn't the easiest kid to deal with were my parents. Like I was the second child and, uh, you know, my brother was like the, you know, first and just chill baby. So my mom's like, Oh yeah, this is no problem. Right. So then she <laughs> went ahead to have a second and then out I came and like all hell broke loose. Right. So, yeah, um, and they have so, your sister to try to balance everything out and yeah, exactly. Right. Throw a girl into the mix. But, um, but yeah, so like there, right. Like, I mean, it took me, kind of like that sort of again like because i i knew my mom like i mean we were in penticton right and they ain't driving out there to like see me right um but like it was with it was in like the second week i just remember one day we were out on the ice and i looked up and there were my parents you know like in the arena and i was just like yeah i was pretty stoked and happy as shit right and um yeah and i so i mean i kind of feel like maybe this is some of the reason why that like you know, you feel like you kind of need to get out of Lethbridge, you know, like you, you've just been in Lethbridge. I know you kind of feel a little stagnant, you know, being there and still there. And, you know, mm -hmm. maybe it's, you know, like you could enhance your relationship, like with your parents and your family and, you know, just kind of like everybody, if you just took that step out and allowed yourself to be able to, to miss these people, you know, because, you know, you can also see these people anytime, you know, but yeah. like when you remove themselves, it's like, that would be the one thing I'd say about living in BC and being removed from my sister. And especially now that she has um, a son and I don't get mm -hmm. to see him and I see him growing up and he's walking as these teeth. Like I miss that. Like it's yeah. like what my sister used to tell me when my first daughter was born, you know, how she just wanted to go. You're so bad that my second daughter is born and she was just so hungry for it. And then, you know, like my third daughter was born and she just like, she's like, this is something I need. I have to have it. But now that I see it, you know, even though I have three kids, you know, like I would do anything to be with that, that little guy, but like, you know, it just creates like that hunger and that want to be. So like, you know, if you do like, you know, kind of fulfill that dream, that ambition that you have right now about getting out of town and traveling the world and, you know, maybe you just need to unplug from everything. So you've already started to unplug, like you're off social media. You've already started to kind of reach for that cord and give it a little pull, but you know, maybe yeah. these are some of the things to be able to take that next step. Right. Yeah. No, no, for sure, man. And um, yeah, it's cause you know, like, Again, like I, I see what, what you're doing, right? And you know, it's um for for me, there's there's probably a lot of other elephants in the room. You know, we could probably break that down. But uh I I one day I was like, you know, I just felt like, yeah, like Lethbridge is definitely one of them, right? Like it's um, you know, not saying it's like this horrible place or anything like that. It's been a really great place. It's been, you know, I don't know. I again I I grew up here, I stayed here. Um, you know, it's yeah, I've gone through some 
you know, pretty crazy life experiences, um, you know, here and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's trying to like now get into that next chapter of life. And, um, because through, I guess, a lot of the situations and mistakes that I've made and, you know, things that, you know, when I, you know, when, when I talk to them, whether it's with my psychologist or whoever, right, like really close friends, like you and I, at times when I, you know, kind of let you open up and or let my open up to you and that kind of stuff. Um, it, uh, you know, I think the only way that I can really kind of heal and, and do some good for myself is by, yeah, like creating that distance and, and getting a new, like, so like I say, just having a new environment, right? Because kind of like I told you, you know, yeah, my dad and I go on a trip and, you know, we have this, you know, we're in a different environment. So it, it really kind of got us to engage differently with each other and all that kind of stuff. And then we come back here and then now it's kind of like, you know, you just see it kind of trickling back into same patterns and things like that. Right. Um, you know, cause to be honest, since we've been back, like, I don't know if I would feel comfortable even, you know, talking to him like I did when we were out there <laughs> you know? and like, not that it was cause you know, we had quite a few beers and stuff, but like, you know, cause I mean the first, after the first night, you know, my dad, the next day he was talking to my mom on the phone. He's like, I don't think I've drank this much beer and walked this much in my life. <laughs> I said, that's how I, that's how I holiday, man. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's like, that's how I roll. So, yeah. um, you know, and he had $250 like new balance running shoes. He was like, so stoked about. Right. And I'm like, see, you're getting your money's worth on your shoes, man. Like, fuck, but yeah, 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 so was, yeah. Oh yeah. So it was, it was a fun time. Um, so now, yeah, like I, I want to try and see, I, I guess eventually it's time to test the water. Right. And you know, it's the only way that you're going to know for sure is by doing right. And that's like anything I've done in my life. And, um, but like now knowing, you know, the way that I need to heal it's, it's now it's, it's mentally more than anything. Right. So, cause like I've been in Lethbridge my whole life and I've done so many physical things like through training and all this kind of stuff, right. Trying to heal that pain, trying to like deal with, you know, shit situations that I've gone through in life, but it's not, I'm, I'm not completely healed. Right. And, um, and I, I was watching uh, a movie well, was on Netflix. It was called like, well, you know, uh, what's his name? Jason Statham. I think it was like the mechanic three. So like total cheesy movie. Right. Um, I was just bored one day and I'm like, oh, I'll watch this one. Of course he's got like Jessica Alba in it just so that he can get viewers and stuff. But there was actually a, since you talk about Jason Statham and his action to Jessica Elba and there's like I, I'm yeah. just gonna watch it after we're done this podcast now yeah 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 you gotta watch it man so as corny like you know because like you know exactly what's hap gonna happen in the movie from start to finish but um there was a line in it where uh this this girl said um you know, she was trying to tell Jessica Alba about Jason Statham and you know giving him some insights but um, she had said something that it was those who have been hurt the most often have the greatest ability to heal. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, I was kind of like, yeah, like that's, that's pretty, that's pretty spot on, man, because, you know, it's, but the hard thing is choosing to heal. I, I think that's the hardest thing, man, is that to, to choose to heal and, and, and find 
that peace within yourself. Right. Like, I think that is where that that's where, yeah. Like, you know, when, if you can come out of it and you have that ability, like that's so powerful. And I think that's like a game changer, but it is that step in, you know, trying to, trying to find what's going to heal you. Right. That's the hard part. And it, and it always comes down to like yourself. Like lately I've been doing so much more like meditation work than anything. I've been doing like way more stillness, like just sitting and breathing and, um, and yeah, and it can get, it can get intense. Like, you know, it's not even just cause at times I would do yin yoga. Um, and yin is like, man, like that is, you know, everybody is more into the, you know, power vinyasa or like the hard, heavy breathing stuff. Like, and when I sit in like a yin yoga, like especially using the wall or something, and I can feel how like jammed up, like my hips are my low back or something. And I know it's, I know it's not just my body, right. It's mentally, it's like what I'm holding on to. Right. So it's trying to like breathe through that dull ache and then try and release something. And that release could come in like tears, <laughs> man. It's, it, it's, um, you know, cause you, you're, I don't know. You just, it gets you into a place of like feeling again, um, you know, and, and having some vulnerability, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah. So I think it's, it's like been, what you were, what you're touching on there is, you know, like when you go through like that pain and that devastation, it gives you the, the greatest gift of like perspective, you know, and, yeah. and to say like, you know, like, like I need to be able to let go you know, like I need to be able to be, you know, vulnerable. And like, I, and I, first and foremost, I need that to be okay. You know, because yeah. like, that's, that's like, like a lot of things, like I used to hold them. I was like the, like the typical guy, typical guy. We've talked about this lots of times where, you know, it's like, well, I can deal with this on my own. As long as I keep it inside, I'll be fine. You know, like mm-hmm. all these typical narratives, but you know, like I find now, like that's like the furthest thing from the truth. I actually find one of the things that helps me deal the most with anything is not anything else except for, you know, like one of my best friends, Craig, you know, like when we, when we're done working out, you know, like we meditate always 15, 20 minutes, like every single time we're about our cool downs, our process. But it's like when you're, when you're connecting with another individual and especially connecting, like, I think with like another man, it like in somebody who, you know, is very E type personality, but like your both common goal is, is just to vulnerably let go and like be in a space like like we fall asleep sometimes you know like oh yeah just like you're at that point where like you just let everything go you know and like i i value that and you know like and that's kind of like one thing i've always tried to do like with this this podcast and i think this is like kind of like a perfect segue into this because not there's a lot of people who know this story you know but it is still something that like chokes me up like quite a bit it kind of brings back like the narrative with your dad is that you know because like I wanted this relationship with my dad too. And, you know, we never really had it, although it was kind of there, but there was just like a lot of kind of mixed emotions between us. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but like, I think like the atrocity that happened between my dad and I, which allowed us to start rebuilding. And like this happened about, you know, 13 years ago, 14 years ago. And it wasn't until about a couple of years ago that our relationship really started to turn a page, although we were still continually kind of working at it during that time. Um, you know, but like, you know, when, 
you know, when I went kind of through that, that stage in my life, you know, where I was doing stuff I was supposed to be doing and, you know, I ended up getting convicted and I had to go to jail. And, you know, I remember on the night before I was driving downtown, you know, to get sentenced, you know, my dad, he left me a note on the table and he's just like, you know, like, and I still have it to this day. And he's just like, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, son, but there's nothing I can do. Yeah. No. And, but like for him, not even to be able to face me, to be able to say that, right. Like it, it crushed me as a human being. Like it just like, it, it ruined me. Yeah. And like, I sat there and I hold his hand and like, I'm shaking and like the tears are running down my cheek. And I'm like, I've hurt this man that bad. You know, yeah. he can't even face me to tell me that yeah. he went through so much pain for me. Yeah. Like he can't even do it. And so, so like, I realized I'm like, if there was anything, if there was any benefit to doing the stupid shit that I did when I was a kid and this being the result of it, it was that we got to this turning point in our relationship where we could start to rebuild it. And yeah. I didn't that then, but I knew at that moment that that was the time where like, I really went too far. You know, it's just like, I, yeah. I ruined him as a human being. Like he just, he yeah. served that to me, like in this note and it just yeah. it, for a really long time. And then having to be able to see my dad and for him to say, you know, like, do you understand? Like, he's like, yeah. mean? like, do you understand as a father when you have to come and drive through these gates and you yeah. have to this window and these people have to search you and you have to sit in this room and you get walked into this room where there's all these other people and I have to sit down and somebody tells me how long I can talk to you. He's like, do you understand as a father how bad that hurts? Yeah. Crippled me. Like, but it's just like, I needed to be able to, I needed to be brought down to my knees like that to be able to have any kind of understanding of like how much pain you can unintentionally inflict on somebody else just through your actions. And then, but how, if you are open to it, you can use those as like rebuilding tools to be able to, no. I get, and I have like a fantastic relationship now, you know, no. but if that never happened, I can't honestly say that it would have got to the point that where it's at today, or, you know, by a series of other events that have happened in my life that it wouldn't have been there, but it's only through like this, like these atrocities that we've been able to build that, that kind of connection. And it's like, but we, we have to be open to those things too, right? Yeah, no, for sure, man. And I think it's uh, like, like you said, it kind of opened up what it sounds like to me. It's like forgiveness and acceptance again, right? Um, the, the thing when, when you, when you talk about that note, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but like, I, I feel like it's like where, cause your dad had wrote, um, I, I can't do anything for you. Um, the way I read that, and maybe this is cause, um, you know, kind of stuff that I sort of took from my dad, like it would crush him to the, like, like at the end of the day, I feel like my dad would never have my back. Okay. Like sometimes like, that's kind of where I said, like him not being proud of me and stuff like that. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it would, it would crush him if there was nothing that he could do in his power to like, help me, yeah. you know, to like, actually, like if I came to him totally, broken down like messed up like you know or, or whatever like he would I think find a way to help me right um but where if it was like totally outside of 
his control, like kind of what happened with you, right? Like there was just no, like he wrote it in that letter, right? Like that, that probably crushed him huge, man. Cause like, it's like this world of uncertainty, right? Like there's no, you know, cause I guess maybe that's like as parents, right? Having that little bit of control, right? Having that little bit of, you know, still being able to help your kids, right? Through thick and thin or whatever, right? And um, so to not have that, that probably would have been a hard thing for him to like say to your face, you know? Uh, and, you know, and I look at it too, you know, like where it's the like, like how much because of nothing that my dad did wrong, how I made him feel like a failure as a parent. Yeah. You know, it wasn't his actions that made me do this shit. Like, and you no. know, you get, you get, break it down, break it down, you know, maybe and say like, well, because of this and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I still have to put my big boy pants on and take some accountability for myself. And I'd far rather walk down that road and say, you know what, I'm not going to blame somebody else because I put myself in this situation, you know, yeah. but like, like the devastation of it, you know, then like with my mom, she was still alive at the time. And, you know, she was just like, you know, being in, in uh, Calgary, you know, like she couldn't be here for me. You know, then so she's getting pissed off at my dad, like, why aren't you going out there every day? And he's like, that's not even realistic, you know, and like, and I know this, but like, it's because she wants to go. So like, my dad's just getting this shit from all over the place. And it's like, you know, and he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, what I look at now, it's like, you know, if I can, if I can provide that opportunity for him and I to be able to like repair, like all this stuff that has happened in our lives, you know, because of you know, my actions and stuff. Like for one, I want my daughters to be able to see that, you know, and for two, it's like, you know, I owe it to him and I owe it to me to be like that, that experience actually changed something in me because I don't want to be that guy where, you know, like I made that mistake and hey, it's like, look at, I made the same one. I'm always going to make mistakes, but I don't want to continue one over and over again. Right. Mm -hmm. No. And I mean, and kind of where you talked about accountability there, um, you know, that's definitely with, with me and, and my relationship with Aurora there, right? Like I could easily, you know, going back to my comment that I threw out there about, you know, how I was raised in a family where, you know, the conception of love was, you know, just so ass backwards or screwed up. Right. And, and this and that, and then, you know, like, again, using, using that, or like, again, my mom, and you know, how I talked about her, where I have those traits, where I can't, you know, set up boundaries for myself, and I'm just gonna like, you know, please, and then it's actually gonna become like a negative thing, right? And um, yeah, to like, use those situations and, and not have accountability for where, where it like failed. Right. And that's kind of where I got into that last, you know, podcast that we did. And I, you know, I got choked up because um yeah this you know i i all of a sudden had this girl come into my world that was um you know she accepted me you know like and and that stuff that like i was lacking for so long in my life right like from my family like just never felt accepted right like because of choices mistakes like all these decisions that i had made um you know so then to all of a sudden have somebody that was like whoa wait a minute like you're you don't you don't think I'm like totally like messed up or like you know like fucking crazy and you would like do anything for me and like take care of me and stuff like so to me that was I was just like holy shit right because normally I was always 
in a relationship, you know, where it was like my last two long-term relationships were with um, single moms, you know, and, and it was, you know, was that because maybe I, 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 you know, I needed to have a taste of, you know, still, you know, being in a family sort of thing, because I don't have that with my son, right? Things like that. I, I don't know, that's like, that's probably getting way deep into the subconscious or whatever. But um, was it hard for you with like Aurora when, you know, that you find, when you finally met this woman who was just like, you know, Jason, you know, like, I love you as a person, you know, like, you know, I'll be there for you, you know, like I'll nurture you, like I'll take care of you. Was it hard to receive that, you know, because it's just not something that you've ever really had before, like, you know, even from your family? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. It was, it was super hard. Right. And then, so I think part of, um, you know, like, so then it was like having to kind of, because I was getting that and I didn't really know, or I wasn't, I wasn't fully comfortable with myself. Right. Like I hadn't dealt with all this still, right. Like it's still, you know, I've been working through it and doing that and it, but it's like, it was still very lingering. And, you know, again, cause I'm like still in Lathbridge too. Right. I mean, does that mean would our relationship flourish if we were somewhere else? Like, I mean, that's, you know, sure. I could say, yeah, probably maybe, but who knows. Right. Like, um, the thing was, is that, yeah, like then I started to, you know, like it, it, it kind of brought out sides of me where then you started to put up walls. Right. Or you started to like kind of push back a little bit. Right. Cause it was like, yeah, in a way at times it, it like freaked, you know, it, it kind of freaked me out. Right. It scared me like, you know, and I guess that's, you know, could have been looked at it as a good thing. Um, you know, I needed to try and get past it, but, um, it was, it was harder than I thought, man. It was, it was so hard. And, um, you know, when, when it ended, I know we both didn't want that. Um, you know, we, we both, she knew that, you know, we both didn't want the space, um, you know, but it's kind of, I didn't want us to go to a bad place. And I don't think she did either. Right. Where it's like the relationship just goes total, like South and you're, you're slinging words at each other. And cause like, we, we never got to that place. Like, you know, it was definitely one of those um, relationships that it was again, polar opposites of kind of my previous ones. Um, but yeah, it's, it's challenging, man. Cause you know, I, you know, with her too. And that's why I man, dude, like the story of how we even got together. It was like, I, I was like, so shut off from women. Right. Like it was, you know, um, actually my buddy Cody, who was over last Friday, we were having fish tacos and beer when he and I were supposed to talk. Um, yeah. but, uh, he, uh, you know, he kind of said, it's like, yeah, it was kind of, funny because like we just got to know each other from going there and that and we didn't really know each other all that well but you just said yeah it was kind of interesting to see you in this yoga studio where girls are just like you know kind of like all trying to get your attention and just like you know wanting to know you and stuff and you were just like I'm coming in here I'm doing my yoga and I'm getting the hell out of here right and uh yeah it was you know, with Aurora and I, I was just like constantly, um, you know, just, I would say hi and all this and that, but at the end of the day, I was just super square wheels. Cause I did not want to, I, I knew I still had a lot of shit going on in my life. Right. And I didn't want to bring somebody into it. And eventually though, I guess like, you know, 
she, she was kind of like still there at a point where I was like, you know what, man, like you need, you need to kind of like give this a shot. And, um, and I did. And I mean, I don't, I don't regret it. It's not that I would ever sit back and, and regret that decision. Cause you know, it's like, again, you know, when I, when I think of her, um, you know, and, and how she was with me, how she, you know, treated me, like, I, I really truly learned to appreciate what I had more and more, you know, and, and my dad, you know, typical cliche dude, right? Like, you know, better to have loved and lost than to have not loved at all, right? And, and you know, and sure as shit, I guess, yeah, like, I'm starting to, I don't know, maybe realize that comment, you know, like that, um, you know, through, through Aurora and I, like, there's, yeah, like, I, I know, like, you know, now, and not just because she was gone, but like, yeah, that I, I loved her a lot. Right. And I, you know, still always will, um, you know, whether, whether again, whether we find each other, uh, you know, in the end. Um, but you know, like, again, it's people are going to come into our lives that are going to change us. Right. So it's like, you know, especially people when we go through a really hard breakup, right? Like, well, like a shit relationship, I'm basically saying, right? Like one that's toxic, you know, those are, those are tough on us too, right? It's like, how do we, how do we take that hurt? And again, how do we, you know, move forward from that in, in a positive way? And again, that goes back to that little saying that I saw in that movie, but, um, you know, cause there's obviously, I think there's good ways and there's bad ways to use that energy. Um, and you know, for a lot of us, sometimes we, yeah, we seek out the bad shit, you know? Um, and that's tough. Like, that's why, you know, we start to see people, you know, alcohol, like, you know, alcoholics, drug addicts, you know, those kind of things. Right. And it's do we not seek out the bad shit because like we identify like whatever bad shit we pull into our life, like we connect with that part of us. And if we yeah. can fix that externally, we think that it's going to fix us internally. Like, do you think mm. like what the deal is? Like, say that again, man. Sorry. So like, you know, like, because like we all kind of know that we all have like this, this weird perspective, like that we will seek out drama. Yeah. Like as much yeah. as we try to stay away from it, like it always seems like drama is kind of yeah. pulled into our life to some extent for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Pull in the kind of drama into our lives that we actually yeah. connect with that is lying embedded inside of ourselves and say, okay, well, yeah. Jason, if I'm friends with you because, you know, like I can't stand you because you do X, Y, and Z, but I really yeah. actually can't stand that about myself. But if I get you to change, it makes me feel like that I can change me or that's changed that part of me instead of just working on that myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, um, yeah, it's, you know, I'll, I'll use an example, I guess. Uh, um, you know, my brother and I, um, you know, he, he obviously, yeah, he goes through a lot of stress. He goes through a lot of stuff. He's got, you know, young family, he's got a business, right. And all this stuff. Um, you know, and so like at the end of his days, like he's pretty zapped and, you know, like we're all, we all have like, uh, addictive tendencies to, you know, things that help kind of suppress that stuff, you know? Um, so 
my brother, cause like he used to always throw it in my face, right? Like that I was always working out and moving my body and training and doing stuff to, um, yeah, suppress all my shit. Right. So he, you know, he, he's, he's very addictive in like almost anything. Right? Like, cause like there was one point where I had him going to the gym and he was training his ass off. He went and did one of those urban athlete things out in Chicago, right. At like in downtown Chicago and Wrigley field there and, um, soldier state soldier field too and stuff. So, um, and then, yeah. And then like all of a sudden he meets a girl and now his life is changing. He's, you know, playing guitar and he's kind of less and less taking care of himself physically, you know? And so he, um, but the thing is that, yeah, so now like, you know, he likes to drink his beer too. Right. And I don't know, probably puts me to shame, but, um, you know, I just see these moments where like, you know, he just wants, like, you know, maybe he wants to change or he wants to do something different, but he, he, he doesn't want to go out and do that or something. Right. So it's like after a hockey game, like he invited me over to his house. Right. And we just had a beer sitting there on the couch and I thought we would have a good conversation or a visit, but like, we're watching a TV show and then he's on his phone. He's not even paying attention. It's almost like where he feels like, okay, like, you know, if you're doing this with me, then I feel good about what I'm doing and I don't need to change and that kind of stuff too. So I don't know if that's kind of similar to what you're talking about, but I find that that's how, you know, people want to hang on to like, yeah, they want to hang on to like those habits or those things and they don't want to let go of that and try to like do something that could make them feel better. Because like, you know, it is amazing, you know, like what people think is a conversation nowadays, eh? you know, like, mm. if you think like, I don't know how long have we been talking for, you know, like, you know, an hour yeah. or so, but like, yeah. you know, think of like, you know, how many people like can't put their phone down for like yeah. that hour, you know, like, like that yeah. notification goes off for you, like checking how many likes you got on like Instagram or Facebook or, you know, like yeah. this email comes in, it's just like, but to actually have a conversation, you know, where like you look somebody in the face and like you're engaged in what they say, like it's so far and few between now. Like, you know, and we see it more and more all the time. Right. And it's just, yeah. it's really tough for me to be able to see because, you know, like we're raising a generation of human beings in this environment for one, that they don't really value nutrition. They don't really value yeah. being physically active and they don't really value like interpersonal connections. It's like, what do we actually have after all of that is gone? Yeah, well, and that's that's one thing, man. Like, you know, when I when I talk to people, like I, I look them in the face, you know, like I, I make eye contact with them. Um it's I I get that I, I think I don't know, some people don't like that, right? Like they think that you're you're like judging them, right? But what's funny is that like I'm not judging you at all. I'm just like showing you that I'm like engaging in the conversation right like not just from like because i mean if i wasn't to make eye contact that's then people are going to be like are you even fucking listening to me you know like are you paying attention like you know if i had my face turned away like you're gonna kind of it's it, it's almost like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't right <laughs> like but, but so it where interesting do you think though that like you know it wasn't too long ago like in our past that if you didn't look somebody in the eye when you were talking to them, like there was nothing that was more disrespectful than that. Like, yeah. if you, but now because we have so many insecurities as people, you know, it's like, why are you looking at me in the eye? Like, what are you judging me for? Like, what do you see that's wrong? Like, like the anxiety of like looking at somebody in the eye when you're just trying to show them respect, but like yeah. immediately, like the anxiety kicks in and being like, this is something you shouldn't be doing. 
And like, yep. what an interesting paradox to be able to live in where it's just like, well, no, I, I'm actually just trying to respect you, you know, but yeah. like all of that away from both of us being able to have like an intelligent conversation. Cause now you flipped it into like your fears and your anxiety and we might not even be communicating anymore because now we're all the, we're really talking about is just like engaging in conversation with each other. No. And you, and you hit it right there, right. With like the fears and insecurities and anxiety. Right. Cause I mean, you know, with, with Aurora and I, there were at times where I'm like, you know, we would just be talking or maybe we wouldn't even be talking and she would just be like looking at me, like, you know, like dead in the eye, like just a, like, just like this dead stare kind of thing. Right. And, instead of me, you know, yeah, like kind of being totally comfortable and cool and just like collected with myself or like just facing that and being okay with myself. It was like, right away, I'm like, what are you thinking? Like, what's like, you know, like, are, are you like, is there something wrong like with me or like, what the, you know, like what the hell? Right. And it's like, can't you maybe just appreciate that someone's like looking at you? And I mean, it wasn't like she was glaring angry at me. <laughs> she actually looked happy looking at me so it's like what 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 is your shit man like or like what? we can't even ask you know like like what do you see you know like it's just yeah. a simple question like that you know like why can't that be all of our first reaction when somebody's in a situation like that it's just like like tell me what you see like you know like yeah. Yeah. oh right so it's like when somebody's looking at you like that like you know is she just ultimately like appreciating again like who you are as a human being you know but again yeah. like we go back to like you know, like what's wrong? You know, I got something on my face. Yeah. You know, like yeah. done something yeah. wrong. If yeah. I took you off yeah. today, like yeah. You know. yeah, I look goofy. I must look like an idiot today, right? Like, yeah, no. And those are those are those fears and insecurities, and it's so funny, right? Like how they will just like come out in in a moment like that or whatever, right? Like I just, yeah, I like you know, and like when it's sunny out, like I'm always wearing sunglasses, and I know for Aurora, it was always like you know, like she, she wore sunglasses, but like, it wasn't all the time. And, um, and yeah, and there was one time where I was just like, cause I knew she was going to go grab my sunglasses off of my face. And I was just like, don't touch them. Right. Cause it's like, cause there, it's like, that's kind of almost like disrespectful though too. But at the same time, like, Hey, like in my mind though, too, like it's sunny out, right? Like we should be able to still, you know, talk with sunglasses on. Like I would hope that somebody if like, even if I have sunglasses on, it doesn't mean I'm using my peripherals to, you know, gaze somewhere else, right? Like, no, I'm still going to like, look at you square in the face and look you in the eye. Like, I remember my sister, she helped me prep for a job interview once. And I, she had told my parents after she said she felt like she was the one getting interviewed because I was just always making eye contact with her. And I'm like, but I mean, wouldn't that be what you do in a job interview? Like you want to like make eye contact with the people that are interviewing you and you're answering these questions and shit. Like it'd be I interesting to know how many people in that role would feel uncomfortable or insecure knowing it's their role in their job to be able to interview people. But if you actually really engage them in the interview yeah. process, how many of those interviewers would feel uncomfortable by their interviewee? just wanting yeah. to like engage and then not yeah. getting a job, even though you might be the best candidate for the job. There's like, Oh, they're so intense. And like, Oh, like yeah. they made me feel this. Yeah. It made me feel that. And you know, like, yeah. this can make people feel uncomfortable. And you know, but it's just like, well, where's the fine line there? Like, you know, like, again, like how do you proverbially win in that situation? Right. 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we draw the line, but um, like, like, yeah, you know, you said it too. this day and age with technology and just everything, right? Like, sure. We have, you know, like our video here, right. Where I can see you, you can see me. It's like, we're looking into this camera part where I'm like, yeah, I know, I know we're making eye contact, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just like, there's, I don't know. It's, it's a lost art almost. Right. And so now it's like this thing, because again, too, I think, you know, as we've gone through life, I guess this is something I'll never forget when I got out of the truck with my dad, like after our trip, right? It's like, you know, I hope one day we'll be able to even stare at each other even a little bit longer, you know, because I think you can really feel and make a, you know, I think that's what's scary, man, is that it, it really can let someone in though too, right? When you make that kind of eye contact, you know, like I, I looked at my dad, you know, as you know, we were kind of saying bye. And of course he talked about doing it again. So obviously, you know, even if our conversations were hard at times and all that kind of stuff, like we, we still had a good enough time that he would like to do it like annually now. Um, and, but like that, just that moment of looking at each other. Right. And I know like, you know, that's going to probably bring down some walls eventually over time, man. Like, it's just like, you know, I, I, I think I see a lot of, you know, pain and resentment, you know, that he's held on to in his life. And he probably sees the same in me. And it's almost like just that moment of like, let's just drop our shit, man. Like, you know, like, you know, you like, I, I know, I know you love me and I, I love you too back. Right. But like, it's just been so lost in this abyss of just life and decisions and choices. And, and that, those were the, that was like one of the hard conversations, you know, even talking about like, you know, death to your parents, right? Like, you know, I was talking to my dad in this book that I read, it's called Die Wise. And somebody would say, why would a guy 36 want to read that book? It's actually a very an interesting book. And one of the things the guy says um, is that, um, you know, we all think of, you know, death as, you know, that we want to have a pain-free death and that we can, you know, control that through all of, you know, therapies and all that stuff and that, but he actually says like, you know, there's no such thing as a pain-free death, right? Like, and, and so that's physical pain he's talking. Um, he's like, the only way that you'll have a pain-free death, if it's like, you know, remember those like Final Destination movies? Where it's like, you know, freak accident kind of shit, you die on impact. Um, but so that, that part though, where he talks about, yeah, not being able to have a pain-free death just from physical perspective, I, I feel like that is, comes from also like a emotional perspective though. Like, you know, when, when our time comes, and, you know, like you, I sit there and I'll go through and think of like all the shit I held on to maybe, you know, like let's say anger, let's say, you know, resentment, like a lot of that shit. Like to me, that is, I, I feel would be more painful than the physical pain. Like, you know, cause that's, cause that's, that's going to hit your head and that's going to hit your head hard. And like, you know, I'm again, learning how strong the mind is and how powerful and crazy it is. And for, you know, when I think of my dad, I'm like, yeah, like, I don't want us to wait for that moment, you know, to like be able to kind of see how we looked into each other's eyes at the end of that trip. And sure, it wasn't a very long stare because I think we were both pussies and, you know, <laughs> neither one wanted to cry, right? Uh, but, you know, I've cried in front of my dad and, 
you know, on that trip I did. Right. But you know, he's, he, he's that guy, man. He's, he's just old, old school dude. Right. Like, you know, I've only seen him emotional. Well, once, once in my life. Right. So, you know, um, See, and the, and the thing that like, you know, kind of like you're like, you're edging on and stuff. The, the one thing that I've learned to be able to value the most in my life is just like, when it comes to my mind and like my emotional state, how the power of like forgiveness and like what that does and like where you know like we can find any face to it whether you want to find the face of like it's just forgiveness or letting go or the silver lining or like any of these coin terms that we have for it you know but like there's an immense amount of personal sovereignty that like that i get when i afford myself the opportunity to be like i'm gonna forgive this person because i know i know enough now i've only been on this planet for 36 years but i want to die wise by looking back at it like what you were saying that like I didn't hold on to stupid shit and like I find like that's the biggest thing now that like I just don't get like people latch on to the most ridiculous shit and it just passion project for them you know but like it's like okay well you know if that is your goal if you can't just let that go but I can you know like I I can let that go and I can find great peace and great sovereignty in my life because I do not want that to affect other relationships in my life. But again, I don't want it to affect the relationship with myself. And that's going to be the no. most important one of them. Yeah. yeah and, well, and like you said, right? Like people, we will become fixated on stuff that is so ridiculous, right? So just like, wow, you're really going to like, you're really going to hold on to that. You're really going to, um, you know, use like even just something that has nothing even to do with you. You know, like, you know, where I talk, like, again, like my, my brother, my family and things like that. I feel like, you know, like life is already hard enough for every one of us, right? Like, why would you want to like add to your stress by like trying to like pick apart me or something, right? Like, you know, cause I have nothing and maybe again, well, this is where my dad called me out and he's like, well, you never said you're proud of me kind of thing. Right. And I, you know, and then I guess I, I see that. And I guess that's me thinking like, well, it's always should always just be our parents saying that they're proud of us, right? Like, you know, so he called me on that. And it's like, yeah, okay, like, you know, I should be able to tell you those things. Like, you know, you, I mean, the guy, I guess, you know, he's been able to do what he wants and, you know, do these trips and travel and start doing what he enjoys. So, uh, you know, I'm proud of him for that, right? And, and I hope, I hope he, you know, just keeps making the most of, you know, doing what makes him happy, right? Like he'll tell friends, like there's no greater job, you know, in the world than being a grandparent, right? Like, you know, like that's kind of like his, that's kind of been like his next claim to, you know, fame and life, right? And, um, and yeah, so it's like, good on you, man. Like, you know, like, you know, own that shit, do it. Like, you know, I'm not gonna hold it against you or anything, right? Um, you know, but don't, and I love that part. Like with my dad too, where it's like, we never really talked about it, but we, we covered the same kind of ground where like one day I realized, you know, I'm like, I don't ever like really compliment my dad that much. You know, I'll say thank you. You know, if he cooks like a lunch or like a dinner, you know, like we hang out, but like, I'm like, when was the last time I actually showed my dad like appreciation just for being a human being like outside yeah. of that, like he's my dad. You know, yeah. and like, I realized, I'm like, I don't ever really do that. And I take this relationship for granted, like entirely, because I don't give him the same opportunities, like what he gives me just for like the reception of a compliment, you know? So yeah. like, then I went on, 
and like this where I'm at with them now I'm like you know I'm like whatever makes you happy I'm like you're retired now like whatever makes you happy like don't worry about the face of like what other people think you should be doing you know like have as much or as little involvement with the girls as you want you know like you know you know go on vacation do anything like like what can I do to facilitate your happiness because you've trudged through 66 years now of some yeah. shit you know like go do it if you want to go live in Mexico for a year go live in Mexico for a year yeah. like, to smoke weed five times a day for the next six months, I'll buy you the weed. Like I don't give a shit. Like, like, whatever it takes, man. I'm like, I'm like, I don't care. Like, you know, because yeah. you, you paid your dues, you put into it. And like, I want to be a facilitator of like knowing that you can go out because my mom got robbed of that. Like when my mom passed away, like it was sudden, it was instant. And I can't yeah. say that my mom was like living every day to like that would make her happy because she had just retired a few months before and yeah. she was trying to figure out what she wanted to do with her life and never got an opportunity to do anything you know so yeah. that's what i say my dad I'm like like anything you want like at any time like if you need somebody just to tell you that it's the right decision call me you know i'll tell you yeah. it's the right decision yeah. if it's the wrong decision yeah. i'll be there to be able to support you like every step of the way when you stumble because you offer me that same opportunity and just because you're my dad doesn't yeah. mean that i can't offer you that opportunity as well yeah, well, it's it's kind of like that sort of um, you know I guess when you're saying it and and putting it in that way it's it's kind of like you know being able to pass the torch and this is kind of goes back to that letter that your dad you know you know gave you right before you went to prison that it just it, it ate him up so hard that he had you know he couldn't that he couldn't help you and then here you are wanting to help him right so it's like this kind of like switched roles and it's like dude like just accept the help right like you don't have to feel you know like that oh i'm getting help from my son or whatever right like um you know it's again it's like you know we're here we're you know we can give each other advice we can like help each other right instead of you know i think i think my dad like you know where we always maybe look to our parents for help right um our parents would you know never really come to us for help so it's kind of different in that sense but you know i would hope that i could i mean yeah because given they've had more life experience right but at the end of the day like how i said earlier uh you know we've grown up in different times though too right i mean i guess the only time that my parents need help from me is when it's like manual labor or like with electronics and i'm not even that good with electronics man but but the only thing is, but like, but those are the things though, where it's like, like, when does it get past? Cause like, you know, you know, I've probably said to you like in the past, but I try to say to people regularly, you know, like before, like I'm a, a man, a woman, you know, a yeah. father, you know, like a son, like, you know, anything along these lines, like, I just want to be a human being. So like, what age do we get? And it kind of seems like we're getting to that age now where like, you know, our parents are our parents. Yes but we're all kind of just more like human beings now. And we all have like value in different like assets and different ranges. And like, you know, we can leverage those from each other and that be okay because that's the new relationship. That's the stage that we're at now where, you know, like it's no longer like, you know, father, son or mother, son role. Like, it's just like, we're all adults now. And like, this is how we roll. And like, you have different life experience than what they do. You know, like your life ex experience is more applicable to things that how they have to operate their lives now. Like you say with like electronics and all that kind of stuff. Now we're like, you know, our parents, like 
I remember my dad took him forever to get a phone, took him forever to get an iPhone because he still wanted to keep his foot phone. And then took him like, I'm like, get WhatsApp, you know, like it's easy. And he's like, I don't know how to use that fucking WhatsApp. And I'm just like, it's literally the same thing as texting, but a different yeah. platform. It's like, what's a platform? And I'm like, let's download WhatsApp and we'll just work from there. And like, now it's like the worst decision I ever made was to give him access to WhatsApp. Now it's like pictures and videos and texting yeah. and voice notes. I'm just like, Let's pump yeah. the brakes on this a little bit. Well, it's it's kind of they they have that reaction that we had kind of when we first like had social media, right? Because it's like so funny, right? So since I've been on my break and doing the opposite, well, you know, my dad's like, oh hey, do you know like so and so is like doing this and doing that or whatever? And it's like, no, no, man, like sorry, I don't. But like that's cool, right? Like. Um, you know, so let me just, let me pause there. Like, do you remember, like, legitimately remember being excited, like, running home and be like, I can't wait to call like Cody or Steve or Neil yeah, or like anybody yeah. and be like, I just got to tell you this coolest shit that just happened. Like, nobody yeah. really does that anymore. It's like I'm gonna post it on like Instagram or Facebook and I'm gonna forget about it now. I'm like, I remember that when I was a kid. Like, you can't ride your bike home fast enough to be able to yeah. get to that phone where like you just wanted to be able to like tell your friend be like dude you will never guess what just happened yeah. two yeah. hours ago because i had to run home for two yeah. hours to get to this landline to be able to yeah. call my yeah. sister on the phone and i couldn't call and i was like egg on her to be able to like get off the phone it's like you know i would love for the situations like that to happen to like you know my kids or just know what it's like to roam a neighborhood with like 10 or 15 friends just because like you were all in the same yeah. together and like like all these kind of things right yeah no for sure i mean again that's just something that's that's gone and, and kind of lost now unfortunately i mean um you know uh it's now it's yeah it's basically like all you got to do is like go to your phone right it's like you know whether it's a video that's gone viral or it's uh you know whatever right like it's it's kind of like we live in this kind of realm of like, we're like, um, I don't know. It's like, it's like people magazine, but with like your friends, you know? So it's like, everyone's, you know, just trying to keep up with what everyone's got going on and stuff like that. You know, that's, Do you that's feel cool. out of touch, not being on social media anymore. Like since you've kind of given up social media altogether and then your dad's like, Hey, do you know what like, you know, person <laughs> X is doing? Like, does that make you feel out of touch? Like, do you feel like you're missing out on anything or do you actually be, enjoy not having that connection anymore? To be honest, man, I, I feel, yeah, I, I feel like good. Um, I feel, I don't, I don't feel out of touch. Like I know for at times, you know, people will say like, oh man, like, you know, good on you for, you know, getting off of social media. Cause there's just no way. Cause, um, and then this is where, you know, we get into making excuses for ourselves kind of thing. Right. Where it's like, but how am I going to get in touch with like, so-and-so, you know, from like years and years back who, you know, maybe we were friends, but we weren't like super tight or whatever. Right. Like, so it's, it's kind of, um, you know, to me, again, you know, I guess I, I would know that if there was somebody I needed to get in touch with, chances are there's somebody within my contacts on my phone or friends that I can at least get that person's contact or, or again, it's just like where things just happen, um, you know, randomly or whatever, right? Like when you run into somebody and it's like, hey, shit, how's it going, right? Like, you know, what have you been up to, 
right? Like I don't have to say like, oh, hey, I already know what you've been up to. You've been doing this, 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 and this. And it kind of takes away from maybe having any kind of like conversation with that person, right? So let me ask you this. Like, do you think that we devalue um, like people's like larger accomplishments because we kind of like water everybody down all the time with like, Hey, I just went to the store. Like, Hey, I was just at the park with my girls. And like, I do that all the time too. So I can't, I can't throw too many stones here and stuff, but like, but then when you get to like this really cool thing, like, do we kind of like, like water that down because we filter too much in because like, you know, think of how much of life went by that we would never really tell our friends and family because it just wasn't kind of like big enough or, you know, like I remember when I first got into like personal training, like one of my clients, she did a yearly, um, a yearly family update letter and she would give it to like all her close friends and family of like what her yeah. family did. And I remember as soon as social media came in, it stopped. And yeah. you know, like, it's like, you know, but like, I loved getting those letters because it was like this highlight reel where it was like the Coles notes of like everything that happened in their family life. And it was awesome, you know, but like, now, like, you know, when people are just like, oh, guess what I did today? It's just like, well, I probably have a, a pretty good idea. And then when they say it, it's like, okay, well, it's, you know, you know, it's not that big of a deal because I'm used to seeing so much of your life constantly all the time. Yeah, no, and I, I think what you said there, I, I think, yeah, probably people, um, you know, they, they either, well, it's, it's funny, right? So we're coming into the new year, right? And so, of course, there'll be those posts, right, where you had people saying, like, you know, new year, new me and new like friend list. Like if you didn't make the cut, like you're, you're, you're just a loser kind I'm of thing, lose right? 10 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm cutting ties with like all these, you know, like people that are just like draining me and stuff. Right. And it's just like, but that's the thing is that like, so, but we willingly go on there. Right. And I mean, shit, I probably annoyed a lot of people on social media, right? Like with my posts, it's like, Oh fuck, Jason's posting food again, or he's posting beer. He's doing doing handstands or some shit. Right. Um, so, you know, like, but like, I mean the, I guess the nice thing was that I usually, most of the time people would at least, um, you know, if they reached out to me, it was always positive. Right. Um, you know, I, I never really had somebody send me any kind of like, you know, get over your fucking self or like try and like throw it in my face. Um, but yeah, that's where then I think people, you know, they, they will, they'll kind of maybe, like you said, where, you know, I'm always posting about food or something. Then I may, if I try and post something, you know, that's, uh, I don't know, pretty meaningful or something or, you know, like who on who knows what, but like, you know, people will just kind of just flip past it or something right or be like oh I don't want to read this right like so and that can be like articles right like things like that there's a lot of times where people are sharing articles right and I just would flip through them or flip past them because I just you know I I was just kind of like well this person's sharing that and I just don't think that's gonna like relate to me right or or whatever so um, like the two things there, like I'll, I'll genuinely say, and I actually didn't really think about it until we started having this conversation now, but, um, I, I really actually think that I enjoy getting a text from you more now, knowing that I don't have any other communication with you. Like I have no other way of knowing what's going on in your life. And then when I get this text for you, I'm just like, Oh shit, Jason texts me. It's almost kind of like getting a phone call because like, I don't have any opportunity to be able to have like this abstract relationship with you because 
I passively yeah. see these photos and stuff, but you know, like you touch on like such a good point because it's like, I really want to do it and I'm going to do this, um, like this, this thing. And I, I actually think she might be watching right now, um, with, uh, with my friend Shannon, like where, um, she works for the Langley Hospice Society and they have this, um, this big heart and like, we're going to go and we're gonna do some things, especially with like the boys and girls club and, you know, just kind of bring awareness and it's an, an awareness campaign. But that's the one thing I can't stand about social media is when people will gloss through those kind of things. But if I take a picture with like my shirt off at the track and post it on Facebook, like it'll get like tons of likes or some girl posted a picture of like her bum or like, you know, just, or like some guy got some new rims on his car, you know, like mm -hmm. I just feel like, like social media has also really made us like, like not only devalue relationships, but it's made this cultural shift in the things that we value too. And you see it on social media all the time. Like mm -hmm. I posted several times that video that those kids made, I think they're from Minnesota and they're part yeah. of that, that organization called Appetite for Change. Yeah. They made kind of like that rap video and it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's such an amazing video and it's got, yeah. Tons of likes now but like every time i post it it's almost like nobody views it but like it is such an incredible video yeah, and I, yeah. I want people to appreciate it but it's like this genuine things like that just go by the wayside yeah well because i mean that's the thing too right it's like what what we deem something to be interesting or you know just um you know of knowledge to someone else right they don't deem the same right like and that's Again, it's just so outside of your control or anyone's control. Um, the, the one thing that I think of social media, man, that, I mean, shit, we could talk about this all night. It's just like a rabbit hole thing, right? Like, so to me, because like, you know, I started playing music, playing guitar, right? Singing, you know, and always trying to sound better every day. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like you could see somebody who's like, holy shit, like a legit musician, right? Like just amazing like pouring their soul like everything out there and then what i always find fucked up and i'm sure they don't think of this or maybe they do right but whatever it's just that you'll sit there and you'll look and you'll see like yeah there's you know a, a lot of people that like it and then there's like you know like a thousand or some people that are like this sucks right and it's just kind of like fuck like you know when when were we ever you know to me something that's like art right so whether it's paintings whether it's music you know whatever like i mean that to me i i find it's just like you know keep your shit to yourself you know like it's it's they're not doing this for your judgment or your approval right or something like that like i mean they're they're doing it to you know it's for themselves more than anything. And if people like it, that's awesome. But like, it's just kind of like sad. And I mean, again, that's that world of social media, right? Like I've, I do feel like, um, you know, it, 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 it is a pretty toxic place and, you know, and I, I, I was, I fell into that trap, man, especially in the fitness world. Right. Like, I mean, cause what, what makes people think that your shit's stupid or whatever, it's our ego it's our ego, right? It's our feeling of that, like, we're better than this person, or we know better, or that person's an idiot. Like, it's, that's like all that it is, right? And so when you're in the fitness world, man, like that, the, the, the whole part of being in the fitness world is that you have some kind of an ego, right? Like, obviously, some 
keep theirs in check better than others while others don't. But I mean, it's a dog eat dog world there, man. Like, I mean, um, I remember when I was doing CrossFit, right? Like, I mean, I felt like I had the answer there, right? Like I was, you know, and, and any other method that was outside of that was like, why would you even bother? Right. Like, and, and I, I remember, man, I, this one guy, he had a local gym and I gave him like a zero star rating or a one star rating or whatever. Right. And that was, that was not right of me, you know, and it was on there for a long time. And then one of his, one of his members just sent me a message saying I better take it down. And then, so of course, then I'm like, I, at the time though, this is how like cocky and asshole I could have been. I was just like, Oh fuck, this guy's like kind of calling me out sort of thing. Right. And, and you know, I left it there still for, you know, quite a few days. And then I just thought I'm like, no, take it down, man. It's like, you know, this is, it, it's sad that that's, I think, you know, where we can miss out on actually like, you know, good information, good knowledge from people, right? It's you and I, when we've always talked about having conversations and having maybe an indifference, but like, we don't attack each other. We don't like, we don't discredit one another, right? Like we, we talk about it and then we can maybe even learn something about each other from it, right? That's, I think with social media, it's, uh, I don't know. It's been a really good break, man. Like, I mean, I I don't know. There's like, like I told you before we just started, like there's times where I'm like, I could easily just, you know, five seconds, type it in and be back in business. And people will be like, Oh shit, here we go with like food and travel and all this shit. Right. And, um, but see, but the only thing is like, I know is, is only a part of like what makes you smile, but it's like it, I find it just be so interesting. Like how, like we're just addicted to social media that like when we talk about it it just even seems like something that we should like and we should be a part of it and it's like we're missing out if we're not there and it's like yes there'll always be that part that's like great about social media you know it, it helps connect people it helps build businesses it helps build relationships and all this kind of stuff but like there's no arguing with the statistics like the data is out there like it's far more destructive than anything but like we still put this like intense amount of value in social yeah. media and like what it means and like what it represents to our lives. Like, like we have to be a part of this experience or like we're missing out on something and the quality of our life is going to go down. Yeah. And I think man, going back to talking about being content, I, I feel like my life since I've not had it, I, I, I do feel like I've been um, like happier. Like I've been, you know, there's just, um, I'm not thinking about, you know, like needing to share certain things or whatever. Cause that, that was one thing too. Like I always put a lot of thoughts sometimes like, you know, yeah. When it's not like food in front of me or something, right. Where it's just easy snap a picture. But like, if I was to post like my thoughts and stuff, like those things, you know, I would rack my brain at times. Right. Thinking like, Oh, okay. How am I going to say this? And what's someone going to think about it? Like, I mean, it wasn't all the time, but there were some posts where I was just like, you know, and then I remember my dad, like, you know, sometimes being like, what the hell did you just say, man? <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it's because I, I want people to try and understand what I'm trying to say, right? Or what kind of information I'm trying to give. But at the end of the day, everyone interprets it different. It's no different than how we communicate through email all the time and shit, right? And someone will read your text and think you were saying it in like an angry tone or like in a, you know, it's, 
that that's the part where, again, when we go back to looking at people in the face and talking to them or even talking to them on the phone, right. On that landline and hearing their voice. Like, that's the thing, like with my job, like I talk to people on the phone. Like I, I like I'll get a sent an email from someone and then I will call them back because I don't even want to waste my time typing it out. And I don't even want to like, you know, try and word it so that they understand it because I know they're going to understand me better if I'm talking to them and they hear my voice and all that shit. So um, do you find now that like when something interesting happens in your life or like, or, you know, like good or bad, like, do you, do you find now that you have more of a thirst to be able to find somebody to call because you're not on social media to be able to express no matter what it is? Like, have you kind of gone back to like, like, Oh, I got to get back into calling person XYZ. Cause I know they'll really appreciate this story because we used to be selective because when I was young, it's not like yeah. I called like one person all the time. Like as you'd be like racking your brain as you're riding your bike home or running home or trying to get home to be able to get on that phone. Like I was yeah. also thinking like, which one of my friends is going to value this story like the most because they're going to get excited with me or like who can help me through this situation? Like, do you find yourself kind of getting back to that now that like you can just generically throw something out there and get a few likes on it? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, you know, and, and obviously that's just like a select few people, right. At times or whatever, or when I know I can just hang on to that and tell them. So it's not more about like saying it in the moment, right. Or things like that. That's, that's, I think is the one big thing too, right. Like it's allowed me to just kind of like, be more in the moment for myself more than anything. Right. Like, cause you like, we flip through Instagram and somebody will say, Oh, did you see what so-and-so posted a couple of days ago? Right. And you're like, well, maybe not cause their stuff doesn't really show up on your feed or whatever, but it's like, that was two days ago. And it's like, you know, you kind of get lost in the shuffle of time too and stuff. Right. So I think it's, it's kind of allowed me to be more present. And even just in the context of like, again, when we go and we're flipping through our phone on social media, right? Like that, I think that takes away from us being present, right? And that's a, you know, it's a hard thing to do. Cause I mean, even without that, like, I mean, shit, man, I'm always thinking about the, you know, future and thinking about the past, right? I don't even need social media to like throw my brain out of whack at times, right? So um, yeah, it's, it's been, like I said, it's, if anything, I've felt, um, you know, just more content, more just like, uh, chill and just kind of letting, letting my life kind of unfold. Right. Um, you know, will I go back on down the road? Who knows? Like, I mean, you know, I, I think too, cause a lot of the times, yeah, you know, people will use social media as a tool to, you know, if, if I owned a business or something like that, right. You know, we use social media as that tool to promote our business. And, you know, um, I would rather, I think, you know, not that I've ever owned a business or anything like that. I would rather build up my practice and my, um, you know, just what I'm trying to give before, you know, make it as solid as I could before I go and use those other tools. Cause like those tools are always going to be there and, and I, I'm sure they work. Right. It's like when I think of guys like Ido portal and those guys that I, you know, with movement right and i thought those guys were wicked right well idol portal he was never really on social media until not too long ago right and then you know and he shares things here and there right but um that's that's where i mean he built such a strong 
method and his training and he just put all this stuff into it and then yeah eventually it's just like okay well i'm going to use this platform right i'm going to use that now and it's going to see what happens with it right mm. and i'm sure for them sometimes they're maybe like shit i could get off of this stuff like what did i get myself into too right but because I, I remember seeing him like having posts and yeah again this is you know, you're talking about body movement and training, right? And amongst everybody that knows everything, right? And so you just see guys commenting and, you know, you start getting into the whole trolling and shit, right? Like, yeah, that's just, yeah, it yeah. sucks you in, man. Yeah. So like, have you put any thought into like, you know, kind of like, uh, like traveling around and, you know, spend investing more time into getting your yoga certifications, like whether or not you go to like, like India or something like that. Is that still something yep. that you're looking at exploring too? Have you put some more energy into it? It is, man. Yeah. So um, I've been working on kind of like just laying out the platform, laying out the groundwork for, for making that happen, hopefully in the summertime here um, next year. So um, I've been, you know, with my psychologist and just kind of, yeah, like, you know, talking about it, visualizing it. And, um, but like the main thing too is, I'm trying not to, you know, get too ahead of myself too, right? Because I can be the guy where it's like, there's this cool, you know, eight months down the road, right? Or however long, um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of, I can easily get discouraged or like, you know, start to get off track. And so um, even my buddy Cody, when he was over the other day, I have like my calendar in my kitchen there. And, um, you know, all I do now, man, is I literally, I'll write down what I've done before I go to bed. So I don't go and I write out like I'm getting up at 6 a.m. to do yoga and then at this time I'm doing that and this time I'm doing that. Like it's, um, I, I find it's really been helpful for me. Again, it kind of keeps me more in the moment and living day to day than as opposed to like, you know, if I was to lay out this month calendar and it's like I'm gonna like hit it hard this month, um, you know, it, again, that, that can be discouraging because then, you know, if you miss one thing that day and sure you maybe got a long list, you know, then maybe the next day you miss a couple. Well, now you're kind of getting into the snowball effect of feeling shitty about not accomplishing those daily goals. So where I've just kind of been like, you know, this is what I did today and it may be like four things. It may be more, maybe less, you know, or maybe nothing one day. Cause it's like, I just need that rest. So, um, that's kind of helping me plan for, for, yeah, this yoga teacher training. And I, I want to go, yeah, it's, it's either going to be India. It's going to be somewhere afar for sure. Um, it's, you know, and since I've been doing a lot of researching on them, um, it's, it's been interesting, man. And this goes back to Aurora and I, and us talking about doing retreats and stuff and kind of the main focus was to, you know, have it more geared towards men because, you know, guys, we need this outlet, right? But I still think there's a huge stigma. You know, there's a huge, um, yeah, there's just like this big stigma to like men and like doing some kind of a retreat where it's not like talking about me and my dad doing like a weekend of sporting events and, you know, like just man shit, chest bumping, fucking going to the bar, getting wasted, right? Like, um, so that that's always kind of been the part for me where it was like a hurdle trying to grasp it. But you know, what has been interesting is that since I've been doing all this research and stuff, like 
I, I, I look at these teacher trainings and so they all put on retreats too. And I just look at them and I'm like, man, like when you look at the pictures, it's all women. It's like all it's like, you know, or, or for some of the teacher trainings, there's maybe like two or three guys at most, right. Like amongst like a bunch of females. Right. And it's just kind of, yeah, it's, yeah, I, at times I think I'm like, man, like it's, it's kind of sad that it still has that vibe to it. Right. And I, but for sure, I think there's eventually gonna, something has to change. Something has to like, you know, and, and who knows if that's something I can do, then awesome. Cause that's something I would love to do. I just, I have to, again, go back to that saying about healing. I have to heal myself first and foremost um, so that, you know, I can help people. Uh, I think that's always been my gift, um, you know, in terms of being here and, and living life. I've, I've had people tell me that, like one guy, Leo, who was like my oracle, um, dude, that guy's like crazy smart and cool. And, um, but he was just like, yeah, like you're, you, you're here to help people. And, um, yeah, I've just never really owned it. Um, so I think because I've always just had things on my plate that I haven't come to grips with, but I hope that's that, that's going to just be that tipping point for me. And, um, yeah, so like there was one actually that was in Austria, this yoga teacher training, which is funny because I swear Aurora and I must've drove past this place going back into Munich and, um, it's by Dylan Warner there and stuff. So he's pretty well known in the yoga world. And when I looked at that one, I was like, yeah, that one looks, you know, like really good. It's kind of actually, you know, he's into a lot of arm balances and stuff like that. And, um, there's kind of like a music part too, and it's kind of more in the woods. And I think we talked about this and, um, I got the email though. So he sent out the, you know, sign up for it and the rates. And then that's where it just got me though. Cause I was like, shit, it's like, you know, like 6,000 euros. Right. So, I mean, you do the math there, you're almost like 10 grand in there. So, um, obviously it's, it's got me kind of just, it, it hasn't, you know, taken me off any course, right. It just makes me know I need to look for something else. And there's, you know, everything always happens for a reason. And, you know, to me though, and my psychologist, he's like, I don't see you going to like some, you know, fancy retreat, right? Like, he's like, I see you like going and living in like some hut, you know, like some kind of like, you know, conditions that are not like, you know, top notch, like my dad and my mom going on their trips, right? It's like, you're going someplace to like, really like, find out like who you are and like what you're all about and shit right so and you will you know and like those are like the opportunities that like we need to like to give ourselves because the one thing that when I put myself in situations like that is I love knowing that I can be resilient without any of the fluffy stuff you know like yeah. I want to be able to go and if it legitimately is like a dirt floor with your own shirt balled up on your arm as a pillow. Yeah. You got yeah. a little shiver on all night. Like I yeah. want to be okay with that because I want to know that like I can be resilient. It doesn't have to be like a five-star all-inclusive resort. And like, because then when you are faced with that adversity, like you don't know anything about yourself, you know, no. like even if like, you know, you create these little pockets of adversity like that, that are extremely controlled at least you'll know like your resiliency as a human being saying like, like this is who I am. Like I can forge this new ground. And like, you know, at least it gives you a little bit of tools in your arsenal to be able to say like, okay, well I'm going to uproot my life. I have this house, this mortgage in Lethbridge. I'm going to uproot myself. I'm going to go to like 
Tonka or something. And I'm going yeah. to like, you know, take this yoga teacher training and then see what happens with your life from there. Because, you know, like if you're meant to be able to like heal people, like you ultimately just might be able to provide yourself with the opportunity to be able to heal yourself. And then people see, I thoroughly agree with you. The, the problem with like health and wellness is that guys don't step into that form. They're starting to now, but like when yeah. it comes to fitness, guys will be all over that. But like mm -hmm. health and wellness is still like kind of this taboo side. And, you know, like I'm kind of on the fence about like the, um, um, like that, that vegan documentary that just came out game changers or whatever, but okay. I'm really talking to people and I'm like the, the benefit that I find behind that though is, is breaking down the stigma of like what you have to be as a guy. And like, this is what we've talked about before is like toxic masculinity. It's like, you know, I shaved my legs a couple of days ago and women always say to me, they're just like, Blake, your legs are smoother than mine. You know, like I don't smoke cigars and I want to drive an electric car. Like I want to eat vegetables and plant-based food. time. Like, you know, I like to get my haircut. Like, I don't want that to define of like whether that makes me like more of a man or not. And I feel like that's why like a lot of guys having a tough time connecting with like, um, like the health and wellness side of it is because it doesn't carry that role of a 400 pound deadlift. And, you know, like one of my friends that I respect the most, like it was only a few months ago that he found out that I meditate. And he's just like, no, he's just like, you know, like you meditate. And I'm just like, well, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, of yeah. course I meditate, you know, like I meditate yeah. almost. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's definitely, yeah. Like I, you know, we've kind of just always, I guess, I, you know, as guys, I think we've just always kind of put ourselves in a box, right? So we've always kind of lived in a box of, you know, certain things and, um, yeah, that, you know, once you kind of start doing things that are outside of the box, um, you know, that go kind of, I guess, against the grain, then, you know, it starts kind of, you know, it's just kind of interesting, right? Cause you know, guys kind of, they either get, they either get uncomfortable around you or they, it, it's, it's one or the other. So they're either uncomfortable around you or they're intrigued and they want to know, right? Like there's just kind of no in between I find. Right. So I can tell the guys where they're just like, this is fucking, you know, ridiculous. Right. And then other guys where they're, you know, a little, they're genuinely curious, right. They want to know. Right. I mean, the, again, the best advice that I can give anybody or tell anyone is that, um, you know, and I'm still learning from this is that anything that you want to try and do, um, you need to do it. You know, if you think it's going to change or just even give you some kind of, um, you know, just some kind of, I guess, path, there's just some kind of little bit of direction, some little bit of enjoyment, right? Like, you'll, you'll never know in, until you try it. You know, it's funny, it's like, that was my dad when it came to eating food, right? Like, there were times I'd be disgusted at food growing up, right? And it's like, you don't know until you try it, right? Now that couldn't be any further from the truth, right? Like, I eat a lot of different shit, right? But people are just... You know, I, like people, I guess that's one thing that people sometimes would say, Jason, seriously, <laughs> some of the food stuff. I yeah, I got eating. a moose tongue in my freezer right now that yeah. uh, a friend of mine, yeah. Cindy, gave me from when her husband went hunting. I'm like, they, in my mind, I'm like, I can't wait to like, you know, slow cook this moose yeah. tongue in some bone marrow fat because I, yeah. I uh, rendered down some bone marrow, like like 10 inch pieces and stuff. And, yeah. put it and I'm like, I just can't, I'm like just slobbering, talking yeah. about it. Like, yeah. 
don't to like mail that down. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I got I got a bison heart in my freezer right now too. So I'm gonna I don't know, just figure out something to do with that, man. Um but um yeah, so I mean that's that's the best advice that I can, you know, give to people because you know, um my thing was that I always I always kinda found myself in a place where, you know, again I was I, I always want to be active. I always want to like have my like outlet for sure. So call it an addiction, call it whatever. Um, but there were times where I've always, yeah, been faced with like, I don't know if I can sustain this anymore. Right. Or I don't know if, you know, like what if I can't do this anymore? Cause I thought this was it. Right. Like I thought like this training method was the answer. And then now it's, you know, I'm, I'm getting injured, I'm getting hurt and like, that's not okay. Right. And, um, and then, yeah, so I've just kind of, I've always tried to, I guess at the end of the day, it's kind of, I guess, more been had to have like a forced open mind at times, right. Through those injuries. Cause it's put me in a place where I had to find another answer or another Avenue. It wasn't just me more kind of like, you know, willingly looking for it, like thinking, cause yeah, life is good. So I'm going to like look elsewhere. Um, no, it was always kind of forced on me, but, um, it's always kind of managed to work out in the long run. Um, and yeah, so I'm kind of like for anybody that's not doing anything right now, um, you know, it's like, go back to like your childhood, maybe go back to thinking, doing something that you used to enjoy. Um, cause you know, you may, you may find it in there again right and and then at least that gets you going because you know here we are we're talking about the mind and i mean again our mind is so it's so strong um that it's so easy like again when we talk about just even social media and how i told you how people like make up some excuse right like that they feel that disconnect from some distant friend or something right like or that accessibility to like talking to like you know all these people and um you know again that's just that's just your mind because i think once you once you make a stance on it then you'll realize wow maybe i actually didn't really need that you know like maybe that didn't like serve me all that well like and you know and to be honest right now like this month uh i haven't i haven't eaten any meat <laughs> you know like and that's weird you know like people would think what the fuck right like and it's not saying that I'm going to be a vegetarian, but I was just like, you know what? Cause I can't cut beer out of my life. I mean, I could, I know, but it would be really hard. <laughs> but do you um, want to though? Do you really want to? Oh, I could, I could hundred percent. Right. But, um, you know, um, uh, so I thought I'm like, you know what, what's one thing that I haven't done in my life and that's cut out meat, man. So I've been, I've just kind of like, you know what? Um, I'll give it a go here and see what happens. And I mean, so far so good. Like, I mean, I'm still doing the same activities at pretty much the same volume and I don't feel any like less energy, you know, more energy. I feel pretty. Yeah. And I mean, I would to say too, like I've, I've probably cut down my meat consumption across the board, you know, whether it be, you know, like, like chicken, fish, beef, like anything, I probably cut it down about 80%. Like I only have yeah. like a meat based product and like, like one meal a day. And you know, like I kind of yeah. vary that between being like, like beef and chicken and fish. Like I don't stay just with like one of them. Um, yeah. But I find that like with like a Western diet, you know, and especially like, you know, like 
like I feel like it's really irresponsible like you know people like in our industry or like nutritionists and stuff is saying that you need to have like a meat source or like a protein source with like every meal with like these five or six meals a day and it's just like like no you don't like like I, I no. really do not believe that at all anymore because I was just talking to somebody today like I used to think like my greatest performance was at about 168 pounds and even still at that point in time I wasn't eating five six meals a day with like these like you know, like, you know, protein, fat and carbohydrates in each, you know, yeah. one of these meals. But like now I'm about 172, 173 and I eat less meat, significantly more fat and about the same amount of vegetables, like having like, you know, my big vegetable dump at supper time, like, you know, every day. But now I'm about four or five pounds heavier and my performance is like threefold higher, four shirts, yeah. hands down. Well, and you know, and that, that again kind of goes back to me talking about, you know, people just trying, um, you know, different, I don't know, activities, right. Just to get themselves moving again. Right. Like you don't know what's going to like, you know, make you feel good. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, I can say if you go to the gym or something and you walk on the treadmill, you, you lift some weights, like, sure. It's going to make you feel good. Right. But like, in the long run, you might start to think it's a chore and all that shit, right? Like your head's going to start getting to you, especially when it's like winter time and all this stuff. But like, again, like that's where you need to have, you know, just try other things too, right? And it's so same thing with food, right? Like I, I mean, yeah, we, we need personal trainers. We need nutritionists. I don't like, I hope nobody takes this comment bad or anything. Like, you know, we all need, we have the greatest ability to know how we feel if we really want to like dive into ourselves. Right. So it's like, you know, yeah, someone can give you a meal plan and all this stuff too. But like, I'm talking like, yeah, it may change how you look physically, but I mean, what is it doing to you? Like emotionally, like neurologically, right? Like how are you feeling about like the, the food that you're putting into your body? You know, is it going to be sustainable? Um, and yeah, is, does it, Cause you like, you know, I think the effect that we can have like in terms of again, mental and emotional with food, it can screw us up big time. Right. Like you, that's where you see diets, you know, where you see people, um, you know, I, I give them all the props in the world, I guess, like going down that road of doing shows and I'm, I'm sure you, I think you've done fitness shows and stuff too. Right. Like, I mean, it's kind of no different than UFC fighters, right. Where they're cutting weight. Like there's obviously there's a, there's a healthier way of doing it but then there's a real unhealthy way of doing it. Right. And well, yeah, so like 30 pounds in like two days and all this stuff is just like, you know, like, and that's the thing. Like, I think like you make like, like the strongest point, this is something that I continually say to people all the time. Like if somebody would say to me, like, like, like you have to lift weights for you to be healthy for the rest of your life. Like just them saying that would bore me, you know, never yeah. mind actually having to implement that strategy into like practical applications. So like, for me, like I look at it more and like that, I try to encourage people like, no, you shouldn't lift weights all the time. Like go to yoga, meditate, hike, kayak, swim, road, bike, go to spin, go do like all this stuff because they all have their own benefit. But like the, the collective benefit of it all is longevity. Like you are mm -hmm. going to do, if you're like experimenting with new things and trying new things and you know, it's even like what Chris Kressler was saying, but like, you know, like you'll, you should never be on the same diet every single day, 365 days a year, because for one, it's not sustainable for yeah. two, it's not realistic. And three, yeah. like just simply how boring is that? You know, yeah. like 
good one to experiment because like, how do you know if somebody would have told me five years ago that being on like a high fat, low protein diet with lots of vegetables would make me like my athletic performance the highest, I would have said they're out to lunch, but it might've been at that time. It might not yeah. be because I'm 36 now that I connect with that kind of diet, but when I'm 40, like, I might not. But you know, yeah. like the thing I want to be is like transient enough in my mind that I'm willing to be able to experiment with these things, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, man, for me, like, probably if I was to like look at everything, like all my different training and stuff that I've done, like every time I've done something different, my body has changed and it's looked different right? Like it's my body's always made the change, right? To adapt to what I'm like, whatever it is I'm doing. Um, so that, that right there just shows again, like how adaptable, like we really are, right? As long as we, again, as long as we're willing to try, right? And then now I'm learning just like, again, my adaptability to like my mindset and stuff too right like that's changed since i've been doing all this other stuff right like meditation yoga you know just kind of body movement stretching right like tlc of my body getting outside doing just whatever right so um it's always it's always changed and i mean that's like life too right it's changing whether we like it or not right that's out of our control and i mean um it's 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 fun it's sometimes it's hard not saying that it's easy um but i remember at a christmas party one of my brother's good buddies was there i hadn't seen him forever and he i kind of talked to him because he asked me what i'd been up to i think he heard i was doing like like crossfit but that was like a while back right and i said oh no i'm doing this now and you know this and that and he's like like well he's like you tilsley's are just like so adaptable hey eh? always doing something different right so i don't know i was like yeah i guess so like, you know, what a cool. great compliment though like yeah, that's like yeah. such a, and when we look back on those things now it's yeah. like like what a what a great compliment because like you know that just goes to show you because that gives you that story to be able to tell and that's what's going to inspire like other people and like you know, again, being highly adaptable, you're like, I know I need change. I know I need a break from Lethbridge. Lethbridge might be a great place to be able to call home base, but you need to go experience the world. Yeah. And you know that, and you give opportunities. So like you have the authority to be able to speak on like massive change, self-inflicted, you know, massive change. And then also you're doing something that's kind of like in a female dominated, you know, like environment and stuff like that, to be able to allow other guys the door to be able to walk through, to be able to do these opportunities. But yeah. then it's like, who knows? Like the best part is, is like, who knows what's going to happen with the rest of your life after that? But at yeah. least you tried some new things for yeah. your own mental health. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, you know, I've had, I've had some, you know, friends that say like, you know, this is just another part of your journey and it's going to be exciting and scary at the same time for sure. But um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and then I like say it gives me that stuff to just share with people, you know, like when I told like my good buddy, Tim, like about the trip with my dad, like I remember him sending me a text and he's like, you've inspired me to do the same with my dad. And here I thought him and his dad were always tight too, but he was like, no, not really. Right. So it's like, you know, just getting that one text, like it doesn't have to be from a shitload of people. Right. It's just kind of like, cool, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Glad. like, you know, go do yeah. that with your old man for sure. So yeah. Jeez. It's good. Yeah. Well, well, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll wrap up here. We've been bounced off Instagram like a couple <laughs> times already. The last time um, is because we expired. I guess we went over some kind of like some kind of time limit and stuff. But uh, 
you know, Jason, I just, I always think it's an honor and such a privilege uh, yeah. like talking to you. And, you know, I'm happy you're still up to social media, but happy that you're still applying this course of like, you know, like you want to go through these changes, you know, to be able to, you know, really help with like your mental health, like, you know, bridging the connection with your dad, you know, like wanting to get out of Lesbridge, try something new, like, and just like the inspiration is like you said, you know, like you inspired Tim to be able to nurture a relationship with his dad again. And like, those are the spinoffs and we may never know some of the, the spinoff yeah. effects that we have, you know, like on people and stuff. And like just us plotting a course that's breaking the the typical narrative that people feel like they have to live in. I think like that's the most, the, the most key thing that we can do nowadays is like allow us all the other, allow us to uh, provide the opportunity that other people can see us breaking the mold too and creating the movement of like breaking the mold and not just doing the same shit over and over and over again for the simple fact that like we've just been indoctrinated as saying that, you know, you're going to get to a point in life where you're going to wake up and do the same thing every day for 40 years and then you're yeah. going to be happy after that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, that's a, that's a scary thought too, right? I, I yeah. not, not, not to say that they, you know, one again, isn't more scarier than the other, right. Or to devalue either or, but yeah, they're, they're both, yeah, they're, they're crazy options, man. <laughs> so yeah. Like, and we're like halfway through that, like 40 year time span. Too. I know, man. So it's like, oh, yeah, we've hit that 20 saturation <laughs> point. So it's like, it's crazy, man. yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> we got to start taking advantage of that now because, you know, like I want to look back and, so be so conditioned to break the mold at 50, 60, 70, and 80 that I'm still breaking the mold because I don't want That's to be that person in their 60s and 70s, like knowing like what's on TV at every moment of every day and, you know, bitching that somebody's making too much noise, that gas break is <laughs> even higher again and that, you know, my pension check got cut a little bit because the fucking liberals are in power yeah. like something, right? Like I, I don't want to yeah. be that person. I want to be in the back country of some like you know south american village and you know like yeah. living life and understanding like how other people live and just enjoy it and if i die out there it'll be far yeah. better than dying in a nursing yeah. home like, oh yeah because it's like yeah it's basically taking control for our lives again right it's like you know i think i think we forget um yeah like again the kind of the control that, that we can have over certain things, you know, like our, you know, I guess I would say happiness, right. Even though that's uh, like, you know, not every day is going to be roses or whatever. Right. But um, you know, and things are going to knock us off stride, but um, you know, we, we can really do things. It's like me telling you about my calendar, right. And just doing those few things throughout the day, right. And putting them down and then just seeing that. And it's like, sweet. Like, you know, I'm happy. I'm content with that. Right. I'm not feeling like I could have done more or I should have done more. It's just like, boom, now on to the next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Cool. Okay, awesome. brother. We have yourself a wonderful night, man. You too. Okay, man. Have a good night. You too. Later. Later.